goddamn button. Goddamn. And we are in your live. face. Yes, We're live and in, in, in living color. In living color. It's the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. We are on the road to 11 years. Oh, yeah. Big weekend for picks. Monster. Big weekend. Two shows this weekend. Kevin is only five games behind Tony, so only a seismic shift in the picks. And I no longer have to get them in first. Well, Matt is also only 27 picks back, so. Uh, 18, buddy. Well, I was close. You were kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it's a big wrestling weekend uh, on the horizon, and it's like the perfect time of the year where you just want to stay in the house and do nothing but watch wrestling or sports or play video games. So like, man, you can't beat, you can't beat the fall. Nope. The fall brawl. I hate this fucking weather. I was out in it yesterday and it fucking made me miserable. Oh, you had, you had an event yesterday. I had two events yesterday. Oh Jesus, dude. Your boss must hate you. Yeah. I mean, this weather is totally like hurricane Ian related. So that's like, Hey, you know, we were supposed to get we were supposed to get like two to three inches of rain on Saturday, and we got nothing. So I was like, "Oh, maybe we're in the clear." Nope, dude. I'm not complaining about anything compared to what the people down there went through. Oh, so. listen, relatively speaking, sure. But I was expecting to get at least a little bit more of a hammering on Saturday, and we <laughs> got we were spared. Well, <laughs> womp, womp. we were we were we were merciful mercifully spared on Saturday. But I don't know what this shit is, but this is kind of gross. Today was just all gloom and doom. Temperatures barely got into the fifties. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's fall. Yeah, it's fall. All the white girls rejoice. Get your pumpkin, whatever your pumpkin coffees, your pumpkin candy bars, your pumpkin tampons, your pumpkin condoms, your pumpkin pumpkins. You're a pumpkin douche. I didn't. I don't like pumpkin. I hate it. And if you put like spice on it too, that makes it even four times worse. What is the spice in pumpkin spice? Probably cinnamon or some shit, which alone is not bad. You know, you get a little cappuccino action. You put a little sprinkle of cinnamon on top, but pumpkins, man. Nope. Nope. Hard pass. Yeah. I'm with you that you should, uh, um, play a fun game and you should go to like an apple or a pumpkin patch and watch, uh, all the, the douchebag uh, men who have to take uh, fake photographs of their girlfriend for their Instagram and social media and just <laughs> mercilessly mock them. <laughs> oh, like, like the girl, like the girlfriend lays in the pumpkin patch and the boy yeah. taking pictures of him and shit. Or the fucking oh. boyfriend's like throwing leaves as he's taking pictures <laughs> of the leaves falling around his girlfriend. <laughs> for real? Oh you my God. Fucking tit. You dumb tit. <laughs> dumb tit. You dumb asshole. tit. Now, don't get me wrong. I like going to a pumpkin farm. I like picking out a pumpkin, taking it home, carving it, maybe drawing a little face on it and stuff. That I'm down with. Eating that shit? Nope. I do enjoy a good pumpkin seed. Pumpkin seeds are okay, but they don't taste like pumpkins. Like, I'm not... I don't want no pumpkin pie. I don't want no pumpkin muffin. No, but look, there's a lot of other things that go along with the fall that I love. I love apple picking. I love apple cider donuts. I like the cider. All good shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Baked goods are always welcome, as long as there's no pumpkins in them. Hmm. I concur. I concur. Right. Well, we have uh, lots more fall foliage to talk about. 
Uh, oh, Tony's got the spooky Halloween Shining Wizards T-shirt. That's right. Uh, I don't know the the, the Shining Wizards uh, fall this this year. We have an episode on Halloween. We are completely clueless as to what we're going to do. I thought it'd be a great idea to dress up, and then I like looked at a bunch of costumes on Amazon, and I was like, man, if I spent forty five dollars on this Brett the Hitman heart costume and it comes, <laughs> and I look like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> It's not so much the money spent. It's like, I'm going to have to wear this and I'm going to look awful and be uncomfortable for possibly two and a half hours. Maybe I should get it. Yeah, check it. Look at it. Yeah, see, you don't have to worry about that. See, Kevin, yeah, Kevin has no worries when it comes to costumes. I bought... But I, bought I, a, I hate Halloween. Why? That's a shame, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Something happened on Halloween? Something no, happened? nothing. Just a bunch of little Something jerk sh- kids coming around. Freaking... Sure, kid. Well, you live on the mean streets of West Orange. That's why. That's right. Yeah, they're still throwing fucking Tony. I interrupted you. What were you about to say? You, you. I bought years ago a Buzz Lightyear costume to walk around to take my kid trick or treating, and I think he's one of his friends had one of those Halloween parties. I fit in the thing if I was standing for the rest of the day. If I had to sit down, bend over, or move, this the thing would have just completely split in two. So I had to take it back. I was this close to actually keeping it, but I was like, I couldn't even breathe in it. Yeah, like I mean, like for for the sake of the show, I'll definitely dress up because I think that's just going to be good television slash radio. So I'll definitely do it, but I'm not like I'm not dropping like a hundred bucks on a freaking costume. Well, I know what you do. I do recall Kevin back in the day. You had like a Hulk Hogan esque costume, and I believe you won a costume contest at the bar that I was at one night with Jamie and Charles. You were there that night. I was there. I yeah, think that, that was, that was a game. different Kevin. That was that was like, <laughs> that was like twenty-two year old, twenty-three year old, twenty-four year old Kevin, and now we're at thirty-nine year old Kevin who wants nothing. I want to. I want to be that jerk that turns off all the oh, lights, so no on. one, so no one sees anything, and I, I'll be like, nope. Next house, dickos. That's JJ Rogue. I'm with you, Kevin. Halloween, and eat. I no, can and eat a pumpkin dick. That's right. See, I told you, Tony, it's always been me and, me and Handsome Kevin. Always like this. Listen, if the two of you want to get it together and eat some pumpkin dicks, that's on you guys. I'm not going to judge. We did not say that. Well, we have the <laughs> Canadian Frankenstein joining us tonight. PCO will be joining us. Uh, we have a ton of wrestling-related news to talk about. And Kevin's going to hit us with a top five. Bam! That's all, that's all here, and it's all next. It's episode 605 Mama. of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is Brodus Clay, a.k.a. The Funkasaurus, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards Podcast. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? The Come stupid out. fucking question, Kevin. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's... Whoa! Hey, this is Moose. God, that was disgusting. Shining Wizards rule the world. <laughs> Thank you. 
tuned in live to the mothership edition of the shining wizards wrestling podcast number 605 to you uneducated fools coming to you live on the rant rantmradio.com coming to you live in video format on the social medias the facebook's the twitters the twitches and the youtubes and going with you each and every place that you go because we're available on all podcast platforms and streaming services and i've got no more intro music so it's time to get to some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. KJG. Fellas, fellas, fellas. You guys staying warm in this cold, cocky weather? I am. I've, I got a, I'm all dressed up for my anniversary celebration dinner this evening. You're looking good, man. I like it. I like the V-neck. Thank you. I feel very cozy. You could have a fucking Jay White shirt on tonight, so it's a big improvement. Can't wear a Jay White shirt to the fancy restaurant, my friend. What, where are you going again? The Capitol Grill. What's the address? Yeah. It's in Parsippany. Who can well, we tell uh, people to go and uh, wear wrestling shirts and try to start conversations with you? While you... <laughs> I mean, look, you're more, anyone's more than welcome to swing by the Capitol Grill. But if you've never been there before, I don't know if they're going to let you in with just a T-shirt on. I've, I see when you said Capitol Grill, and I'm not trying to like be a douche, but I thought it was like a place like, like – like a chain place. Is it like not a, a burger chain? place? Like, yeah, I thought it was like a Chili's or like a, a Bennigan's or a. Hi, welcome to the Capitol Grill. I'm yeah, it, just, it sounds like that. I see like neon everywhere. <laughs> I don't think there's any neon at the Capitol Grill, to be honest with you. Would you guys like to have some half price appetizers? Yeah. <laughs> there's like, it's like DC on like the, on like the wall. Like it's like, like, the cap- it's, like it's a Capitol Grill. Capitol Grill is a fine dining uh, restaurant and steakhouse. I believe you. Absolutely. Just, Matt, Tony, Matt is clearly in a higher tax bracket than you well, and I. Fucking millionaire Matt. Of millionaire Matt, is. indeed. Going, but, going, to, going to the Capitol Grill. But to be fair, I do not just hoard this wealth to myself. I mean, we have a goddamn box for the AEW pay-per-view full gear. We are literally dead center 50-yard line, hard cam side. Good. Yeah, that's right. I can't wait to yell at everybody. Neither can I. I can't, can't wait. wait. Now, Tony, my my goal for you, my mission for you, when we go to Full Gear in November, is for you to be caught on TV, on TBS, or no, on pay-per-view, on pay-per-view singing to Judas. Nah, that ain't gonna happen. Hammered out of your mind. That ain't gonna happen. Just singing... Judas in my mind. Are you sure? Nope. I think we could do it. Nope. It's challenge. You can't challenge plan. Accepted. You can't plan ahead for something like that. You nope. Just challenge accepted. Let it happen. It's gonna. Be I'll mention it right now, and I'll mention it for the last time, and we won't talk about it again till November nineteenth or whenever it is. It's November nineteenth, and then I'll get them. I'll get them then. You're gonna get got, son. You're gonna get got. Hangman Page. Buckshot Look, this is this is not. Like we do not go to the Capitol Grill all the time. This is a special occasion, okay? That's right. It is your anniversary birthday. Oh, oh yeah, anniversary. My birthday will be the eleventh anniversary show. It is Christmas. That is right. And hopefully, you'll be challenging uh, Christian Rocco that night, unless Kevin has something to say about it. 
Bam. Look at these. Look at my, these uh, six-inch biceps. My lawyer is putting together something, so I cannot comment. Putting together something. Who's your lawyer? The professor? Don't worry about who my lawyer is. He asks a lot of fucking questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a conversational show. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is what we do. This is all we do. Not a topic. This is not uh, under the uh, topics of conversation. All right. Well, listen, well I guess... I bought my, the law firm that supports uh, me. Listen, T Donk, Millionaire Matt is providing us poor children with a, a box suite to AEW. So we shouldn't, we shan't bite the hand that feeds us, Tony. I, I, I'm not, look, don't get it. To, I am not providing anything for No, it. you are. I'm, I'm not, we're going to leave it that. That's the story okay. we're telling. All right. I, I don't mind that. I like That's, that. Matt, Millionaire Matt has indulged himself in the lower strata of personalities and common people and in, humbly invited us into his millionaire suite at Newark's Prudential Center. Do uh, we? Asian do we have, oh. now. We'll see Tony swaying his arms to Jungle Boy's entrance. That's a great point. Well, like like this or like <laughs> Asian, no. jo- Asian Joe coming to New Jersey this week. Where, where, Why? From Asia? Uh, I do not believe he is coming from Asia. I believe he's coming from the Midwest. Uh, I think he is a huge college football fan of the team Nebraska, and they will be playing uh, Rutgers. Rutgers this weekend. Oh, boy. So uh, there's a possibility that we might be meeting up with uh, one Asian Joe Thursday night. Oh, that's cool. Wait, so wait. They're playing this Thursday night, Nebraska and Rutgers? No, I think they play Friday night. So where Asian Joe, where are you staying? He'll be. I think he's going to be staying down near New Brunswick. Grill, not by the Capitol Grill. Oh, and I don't know if Asian Joe wants to put out the where he's staying because then I mean wrestler wrestling fans will show up in t-shirts to also annoy him yeah, while he. I, mean, I don't play. need the I don't need the exact coordinates, but if it's like close by and yeah, it'll be it, like down by New Brunswick. No, that's too far. That's not too far. So not West Orange. No, you should have just asked West Orange. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. Why would he stay in West Orange? I don't know. It could get lucky. Lucky what? They're not playing the fucking game with West Orange. You're trying to get lucky with Asian Joe? No, like... I'm saying. <laughs> I already forgot what I meant by. That. I don't know, man. You you and Kevin Rogue are blowing pumpkin dicks, and now you want to see Asian Joe no, get lucky. Um... I mean, Joe said he'll be in the Somerset area. We need an address, Asian Joe. God no, damn it! Coordinates. Don't give out an address. Asian Joe. <laughs> hey, give us put your phone number in the chat. We'll have everybody yeah. give you a call. <laughs> What's your social? Asian Joe. Are you cow. guys uh nope? Are you guys excited for uh for Tales from the Territories tomorrow? Oh, what are they opening with? Uh, Sorry, I meant to that great didn't ask question. Um, a territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Asian Joe. Giving out Kevin's address. <laughs> that actually looks like Kate's, Kate's address. 6969 <laughs> Boulevard. Hey, Kate's oh, in the chat. Just said hi to us. <laughs> Look, Kate's, she's a trooper. She she's knows all about a good reach around, okay? Mm. Not saying she's giving them. Not saying she's getting them. She just she studies can, them. She can appreciate one. If she is out with her girls, right? Kate's okay. the typical white girl. They're Crushing some pumpkin mimosas oh, or whatever weird pumpkin mo- fall I, shit. I believe uh, she was in a sorority, so they they yeah. So they talk about it, weird yeah. shit like that. That's right. You know, you're like, oh, have your boyfriend eat a pumpkin donut and then give him a rusty trombone, mm. so you get pumpkin all over the place. 
Did someone say trombone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring right at it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know what? I should have had. I don't have it in my notes either what the dark side of the territories is. But uh, I don't know. Why not start with Memphis? That seems like a good one. Yeah. How no one got paid. Dark side of the territories. The whole, the whole episode will be like a change jar. Episode. I thought it was Tales from the Territories, no? Tales yeah, from the territories. territories. Dark side of the ring. Tales from the Territory. Nah, same shit. Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> the Crypt <laughs> was perfect. <laughs> yeah, Tony, there's your costume. Be the Crypt Keeper. He is. You are the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, you actually already are the Crypt Keeper, so no costume needed. You guys are just being mean now. No, no, I meant like, I didn't mean it like that. Memphis. Meant- Memphis, where wrestling was real. Kev, Memphis. Hi, yo. I'm no. the king. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I> got it. <laughs> I did not get that. No. I did not get that. I'm the king of Memphis. So I'm, I'm assuming. Well, I'm the king. Well, I'm the king of Memphis, Tennessee. Well, I'm the king. Well, I'm the king. Well, I'm the king of pinching pennies. Well, I'm the king. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, so does this mean we're getting Kaufman and Lawler? On this episode? Uh, it looks like... Did you just call him Kaufman? Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, I don't know. I was no. thinking Lloyd Kaufman instead of Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. This two-minute trailer, it's got... Uh, it looks like it's got uh, Jared Jarrett. Uh, I don't see any Andy Kaufman here. Oh, Jeff Jarrett's there. It's a Memphis... I'm the check... Got a little Jackie Fargo in there. Got a little uh, shit. What's his name? Dutch is here. Dutch is doing the thing. What about the dude from Australia? What the fuck is his name? Hello. Right. Tales from the Territories isn't going to be like, they're not going to fucking tell Kaufman and Lawler. Yeah, but that was a big part of the territory. A small bit, but I think it's dark side of the ring. There's nothing dark about that. You know, yeah, but but you see, like, I don't know if this is necessarily dark stuff. I mean, it just says tales from the territories. Dude, this stick your finger in his eye until you feel a cord, move it around a little, and then oh, pull. dude, you you can't tell me they're not going to talk about Lawler and Funk. Maybe the talk Lawler and Funk. I'm I'm all about this. I like this. This is the rocks thing, right? Yes, of course it is. I wonder how many fucking Zoa cans are going to be in the episode. Hmm. What do you got against the rock, bro? Not nothing. You better yeah, not. Kate's throwing things. Throwing, I have a show at Tony's. I want to hang out with you nerds. Oh, I'm in. But all right. Okay. Book it, Dano. <laughs> Even though Kate just invited herself onto the podcast. Yeah, know. well, she wouldn't be the first. I mean, you know. Yeah, who else Who else did that? Come on. Come on. Tony, you know my memory is mush. I mean, Matt knows. I, I know this. somebody showed up in the middle of the show uninvited. Oh, okay. That one I remember. Yeah, I think that's been the only one. Hello! Well, somebody else also showed up that I had no idea was showing up, and then my kid got into a fight with him. Well, that was a bit. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good bit. That made great great radio. That was the... Approaching 11 years, that might be the greatest thing I think ever done in studio. Without a doubt. Better than the Moff Chop? Yes. I I love Moff. Dude, that was so awesome because we paid we paid off a story that we've been telling for months and months and months. No, it was a year, I think, dude. Well, how many months and months and months could be a year? 
Yeah, yeah, good point. And then we All snuck right. into your house uh, undetected. Yeah, we had we let a stranger into your house <laughs> without you knowing it. Listen, Drew Gulak is far from the worst person that's ever been in this house. That is also true. That is also oh, true. There you go. Um, so tales from the territories tomorrow. Very excited for that. We got. I, I want to talk some Anoki because uh, unfortunately Antonio Anoki oh. passed away uh, this weekend. And uh, for those not familiar, he is like one of the most important characters, people in the history of professional wrestling. Any any title you want to put on him, he's the, one of the most important. Like wrestler, promoter, uh, businessman. Um, councilman. Uh, councilman. Well, I don't know anything about that. Well, he was um, a councilman. I know that, but I, I can't speak to Japanese council. Maybe, Matt, you can speak to your council about Japanese council. But uh, just nah. don't don't uh, don't go out of your way to watch the the video on YouTube, like his last like video. It's his last video. What do you mean by that? Like he like had somebody record a video while he was like in the hospital. Like, oh, no, no. OK, I thought you meant like wrestling wise. No, no, no. no the video. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard to watch because he looks like like a skeleton with some skin just draped out like. No, like features, just like uh, it's not good. Yeah. Not so, good Mott, so Mott brings up a good question here. Besides Vince McMahon, anyone more important? Uh, I'm assuming he means in wrestling than Anoki. Yeah, I think so. I think Ricky I, Dalton... I, I I agree with you, Tony. I think there are a couple more people that might be <laughs> breaking shit at your house. Breaking shit, uh, Anoki. Uh, Anoki. That's see, that was me. Speaking ill of the dead, and that's what happens. Anoki's coming to fucking Anoki's possess your house in dude. my in my basement. Um, I think if you're talking Japanese wrestling, and I mean, and a lot a lot of people all know Anoki and Baba, but I think nothing happens in wrestling if it wasn't for Ricky Dozen. Like these guys were the two big stars that Ricky Dozen groomed, and it spawned All Japan, which was Baba's creation, and New Japan, which was Inoki's creation. But, but thinking current day situation, like thinking like today. Well, oh, like for, I mean, he's he's credit people. A lot of people think him and Ali is the birth of MMA. Well, I, yes, I, I no. didn't even think about that. Have you ever watched the match though? It's clearly a, it's clearly a scripted fake fight. It, it's garbage. No, it's, it's absolute not. garbage. No one ever said it was good, but that was like the first time a wrestler. And a and a boxer had like a match of that 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 nature. Yeah. Oh, and and you're looking at Muhammad Ali, who at the time, Matt, do you have a do you know the date of that match by any chance? Uh, um, seventy six. Yep. All right. So Muhammad Ali is clearly the biggest star probably in the world at that point, at least in the athletic spectrum. Muhammad Ali is without a doubt the biggest star in all of sports, and at least here, maybe maybe in the world, I don't know. But then you go to Japan where Antonio Inoki is looked at as like this, like God, um, you know, personality actor, I think. I think he was in movies. I think he was in films. Yeah, he was in the Bad News Bears Go to Japan. Yeah. So and you've got him over there, like clearly just being this larger than life character there. And you put those two like that. Like There's something to history about that. And then that's just like that's history. And. And just like, but in terms of professional wrestling itself, there's a lot of other very important people. Justin and, Anderson checking in. Inoki helped start Pride in Japan. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about Pride. Pride I don't know if that's a big it was, deal. Yeah. Pride Fighting Championship was like. 
Oh, yeah, that's like the Bob when Bob Sapp was over there. And yeah, all that was guys. like UFC, and they didn't test you for steroids. Yeah, so you could just be who. Oh, I do remember. I, of course, I remember Pride, but like, did that hold as much weight like, as people think it did? Like, in history, I mean, like in retrospect, in MMA history, 100%. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it for sure. Yeah, no, and Anoki was responsible for bringing all the Russian athletes into uh, into New Japan, who were like legit shoot fighters, to wrestle the wrestlers, and like, they wound up kicking the shit out of all the wrestlers, like Boss Rutan. Uh, Baba Ross, yeah, Ross Boutin. Uh, Ross, what did I say? Bas <laughs> Yeah, that's his, that was his name, right? Ross. Yeah, Bas Rutan. Yeah. Bas Rutan. Yeah. Uh, June twenty sixth is the date of his fight with uh Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And of course, we all know the uh, the great Antonio uh, match. Yes, where he beat the dog shit out of him. <laughs> well, deservedly so. If you've seen the whole thing, yeah, deservedly so. Uh, shout out to, to to Triple H and company over there who uh, I guess had uh, Corey Graves uh, yeah. mentioned that he was he is you know a unrecognized WWF champion as he beat Backlund uh, at a house show over there. Yeah, I actually was. I watched SmackDown Live, and it was a, uh, it was actually a really cool moment that they stopped and paused, and they had the graphic and everything. And I'm sure there's going to be a maybe a video on Raw, or maybe there's a video on on their website already. But yeah, they they mentioned about him and Backlund, and he they, he said the word unrecognized, like on a WWE show. They said that they don't recognize him as a champ, but everyone really knows that he is, and that's I think that's another. Again, I don't want to get off topic, but that's another Triple H influence. Like, say it, go for it, do it. Say, uh, say he's not recognized by us. Go Antonio Hosserman's friend, uh, Bill Burr, did commentary over the Great Antonio match. It is hilarious. If you get a chance to check that out, it's on YouTube. Bill Bursky. Yeah, he does a whole a whole like discussion, like describes everything perfectly. Like, uh, Great Antonio is just some fat guy, and Antonio Noki looks like a movie star. It's so great the way he describes it. It's perfect. Big. Yeah. So uh yeah, that's pretty uh you know, I know he wasn't in great health, but I think uh I think it has to be recognized on the podcast, you know, the the uh influence of Antonio Inoki and and you still feel it today in, in New Japan and they had their shows in uh in England this weekend. Oh. So uh after the second night, so he passed Saturday. Yeah, and I think it was second, Saturday. Yeah, and then the second second show they well ever, no because they no because no. they, no, they mentioned it on Friday. SmackDown. Yes, yeah, Friday, yeah. Friday, right? Friday, yeah. So then Saturday at the New Japan show, everyone came out and they they did the ten bell salute and all that stuff and and uh, you know he was he's you know huge huge wrestling star in Japan. So uh, you know take some time and. And get acquainted with uh, Antonio Inoki if you're interested in learning more about Japanese wrestling history. It's not, look, you're not going to get fucking five star matches out of him, um, you know. But Matt, what was his influence, if any, with the way with New Japan, like as we know it, as like the insane blow up that it that it's gone through over the last like five ten years. He really didn't have a lot to do with that. But okay, it didn't. The some of the so. He there's there's um there's a couple great books out there by Chris Charlton, uh The Lion's Den and uh Eggshells. And both of them The Lion's Den is a great one on the history of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling and Eggshells is uh every wrestling show that's ever been held in the Tokyo Dome. Uh and they're both great reads. 
there was a period like Nakamura was just kind of getting there and Tanahashi was still a young boy where he was very much into the MMA stuff still and he was trying to bring it into pro wrestling and it hurt the product like he would have he would make like Nakamura was your IWGP champion and he was fighting shoot fights the night before and if and then he'd have to go and wrestle and he was clearly affected by the shoot fighting because he's not a fucking shoot fighter it, it just didn't you know like you bring up Bob Sapp when you talk pride like he was there in New Japan and it is not good Okay. There's like a there's a good there's a good window before you kind of see Nakamura and Tanahashi start to really they start to move away from from the MMA style. So just because I, I honestly I'm just I'm asking because because I don't know. So did he have any ownership stake like in the like Vince McMahon is gone right he retired but he still owns the company. So, so like, in, in it, was that like Anoki? In 2005, uh, the Japanese video company Yuki purchased uh, his controlling 51.5% stock in New Japan. Okay. All right. But, I mean, still, though, like, it's, hard, it's hard to – like, there's a reason why everyone talks about – I mean, when I say everyone, I mean more of the mainstream wrestling fans. There's a reason why they talk about New Japan more than they talk about all Japan. Like, if you want to compare apples and apples – well, nowadays, yeah, but back in the '90s, it honestly was Fair. Japan. You know, yeah. No, you're right. But like when 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 Antonio Inoki started doing this stuff with like the MMA and and doing all this kind of stuff, where was all Japan at this point? Were they flourishing? Were they like anything to talk about? Because I don't remember talking about other than virtual pro wrestling too. Like I don't remember. Like, it's strange. Talking. I've heard people describe it where they say. Baba was looking for more wrestling as opposed to Inoki who was looking for more showmanship. I don't know if that's a fair assessment, but it seems like it might be. Probably. I mean, it definitely does. It definitely feels like it. So, I mean, so, but like, go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. So the hit. So, so we got through the nineties with all Japan and new Japan. And then Baba died in 1999 and his wife took over. Uh, and uh, Masao Masao was there. Uh, oh. In all Japan, but he did not like the direction. So he led a mass exodus, uh, him and 24 of all Japan's 26. He took 24 of 26 uh, all Japan contracted wrestlers and started pro wrestling. Noah. Noah. Yeah. So the early 2000s were dominated by pro wrestling. Noah. Compared to, Noah. compared to all Japan and new Japan. Yeah. That's wild, man. Gotta do a deep dive on this Japanese wrestling scene. Oh, the, the mid '90s, the early '90s—it's it, incredible. All Japan and all Japan women—they—they they were like untouchable at that point. I feel like, I feel like the only way I'm ever gonna see this though is if like WWE buys their tape libraries, and just like I can see all Japan on the on Peacock. No, nah, if you get a chance, go check it out. Like Kenta Kobashi, Kawada, Tawei—they were oh, all there, dude. I, I'm familiar with all of them. It's just like watching a lot of it uh, since like since I was in high school with like the tape trading. Like since then, I haven't seen like anything since like 1998 or 99. So, and they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, they did. Unbelievably so. 
Yeah, they did. Eric Fried wants to know, uh, have you been to any Japanese wrestling shows live? I've been to New Japan shows, but I've never been to Japan. So the answer, I guess, is no. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, do we count the New Japan show at, at the... For sure. The Garden? The Garden? We saw yeah. Jay White get his ass kicked. Watch your fucking mouth. Uh, Watch your mouth. A lot of the shit, Kevin, is on uh, YouTube. Yeah, you know what? You're right. That's just if you just throw in like all Japan pro wrestling, like thousands of fucking things will pop up. Uh, or, or you can just follow Eddie Kingston on all social media platforms and he'll post an all Japan match every day. We saw the IWGP heavyweight championship and the WWF championship change hands at the garden. How crazy is that? I've seen the WWF championship. Oh, at the garden? And the Meadowlands. I've seen a change at the Meadowlands too. I've seen a change at the Meadowlands. I'm trying to think if I saw what what oh uh what championship are you talking about at the garden? 96. What's that? You were there for six with uh oh 96? No, it was it was like 12. Were you there for that? I was I was called and told I had an extra ticket and got all uh all revved up to go, and then I was called 20 minutes later and told I didn't have an extra ticket. Oh my god, dude. Guess by who? I'm oh, not going to, no. but I know it immediately. Oh no. So oh man, I, I did not. I got the green light to go. I was all jacked up to go, and then it got. It was here. You want a cookie? And then it got taken away from me. Oh fuck that Somebody, guy, dude! Seriously, that was a fucking bummer. But uh, well, I yeah, saw I, the WWF Championship change hands at the Garden. I saw it at the Meadowlands. So I saw I. The Meadowlands too. And I saw the W. And I saw the WCW World Title change hands. I saw the World Heavyweight Championship change hands at the Garden. I saw Benoit win. And I think I think Phil Rea was there when Flair beat Sting during the snowstorm at the Meadowlands. See, here's what I don't remember. Because I was at a Meadowlands show with Sting and Flair. In the, it was my first house show ever. My first house show was a WCW show at the Meadowlands. And it was Sting and Flair in a cage. Was it the night of the snowstorm? No, I don't think so. Hmm. But, I, but again, I was like seven. Huh. Maybe eight. And LA I think I've told this story before, but Elegante was was supposed to be the special guest referee. And then like before he even got to the ring, like either like Tully and Arn or Arn and Zabisco, I forget who it was at the time, they came in and grabbed them and you know beat them up and a regular referee. Well, we had like really good seats. We had like fifth row, sixth row seats, but we were so small, we had to move like I was like, Can we move up? So like we moved up to like the, the second bowl. Or like the mid bowl. No, it's a metal end, so there's only two areas, two layers. So we moved up to the top and we saw everything. And I was like, oh, this is great. And uh I, but we left like right as like we watched the pinfall be counted from like the corridor. Mm -hmm. It was like a roll up in like the cage. It was in the cage and someone rolled up someone. I honestly don't even remember. I think maybe Sting rolled up Flair, I would imagine. But I don't know if the title changed hands or not. Classic beat the traffic move, standing in the door. Oh, we were we, we were all about beating the traffic, bro. Like Jets games, if you're if you're down, like if the, if the game's not close or if the game is like close, but like we yeah, we'll listen to it in the radio on the way. Yeah, that's all. Let's hurry yeah. up and get to the car so we can put on the fan. Yeah, we don't want to, dude. I'm a big beat the traffic guy. I'm 100 percent beat the traffic guy. If I could beat both of you. <laughs> what, what, what am I? Do I really want to like? Do we want to stand like the metal? Like Prudential Center is different, so that there's no real beat the traffic there. 
you can find a way to snake on the 280 in two seconds. Well, Matt, let me ask you this now. Yes. We are going to be at this pay-per-view at the uh, Prudential Center. Through your goodwill. Um, any chance that uh, maybe we got some credentials for after the show? Uh, I don't think so. Why can't we be one of the fucking jack wagons asking questions of Tony? You Cole? know what? I, that's a great question. I'll, I'll look into it. How's that sound? All right. Listen, if we can make this happen, I will definitely go to the media scrum dressed as Orange Cassidy. 100%. I don't think you can do that, Tony. They, might not, they won't let you in. Dude, Tony Khan's favorite fucking wrestler is Orange Cassidy. Why would they not let me in? He might even think it's really him and give me a hug. He'd be like, oh, this guy looks like a serious journalist. Let's get him. Make this happen. I will make it my my fucking mission to get a hug from Tony Khan dressed as Orange Cassidy. How about them apples? Let's raise the stakes. Oh, that's right, because we we told you that we're going to buy you the Orange Cassidy gear. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck down with that, huh? Dude, if I can get a if I can get a hug with Tony Khan dressed as Orange Cassidy, how epic would that be? You think they're really gonna do another scrum? Yes. Are you crazy? This is Tony Khan's lifeblood. It's his bread it's and butter. Like Louie and dildos. I live for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's not wrong. Louie and dildos. <laughs> I love that shit. Give me all the scrums. Actually, Give me all of your scrums. One of my favorite YouTube personalities, uh, Wang. I don't know if you follow him. He does like the deep internet dives. What are you fucking 10 years old? No, he's awesome. He actually, his most recent story is on Mr. Hands and Louie posted it. So we were having a chat about Mr. Hands. It was fucking phenomenal. Of course you were. Well, why not, dude? It's it's Louie. It's Mr. Hands. You didn't think he was going to oh. post it? All I, all I want to say, you live in this like world, right? But I threw Mr. Hand at Mickey James and she laughed. Of course. Grow some balls. What do you mean, grow some balls? What are you doing? You didn't about? have the nerve to tell Trevor Murdoch you talk shit about him. I had to bring it up. Because I didn't. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Yeah, what's your angle, Tony? Hey, I was trying to get Black G's to admit that Velvet Sky was shit on the microphone and he wouldn't bite. I mean, he works with her. He's not gonna bury her. Well, he wanted to. <laughs> Uh, I also don't think he knows any Smashing Pumpkin songs, by the way. No, he definitely doesn't he know. He okay. Yeah. He admitted he didn't. No, he do said we, he knew a few. He said he said I'd like a few of them. Do we do we, I'm sure if he heard them, he would know them, but probably not by name. Yeah. I actually yeah. hate the Smashing Pumpkins, to be honest with you. I oh. bet you Billy Corgan walks around in the back and he's like humming like hmm. hmm, hmm. You think so? Oh yeah, probably. Probably. You think he, he probably works his lyrics into every conversation he has with the boys. Oh, I don't think he's like, geez, you're a rat in a cage. <laughs> no, I think that, I think that, that that's like, that sounds like something like Johnny Swinger would do on Impact. Or like someone that came over from NWA. Like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure someone's used that line before. Bret Hart did. No, and, and since, since the Corgan era. Oh, 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 baby. Oh. Uh oh! Gonna bring him in. Gonna bring him in. Let's curtail this conversation right now. Yeah, the Canadian Frankenstein, our dear good friend PCO. PCO, how are you? Very good. Yourself? Well, excellent. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. I know Bound for Glory Friday night in Albany. Uh, you uh, will be representing Honor No More, and you'll be in the uh, Call Your Shot Battle Royal Gauntlet. Gauntlet, whatever. It's the Battle Royal. Yeah, that's what it is. Ah, <laughs> this is fantastic. 
I must say, PCO, friend of the show, we've had you on before. Every time you go on the top rope and you do that, that swanton onto the ring apron and you miss 95% of the time, it scares the shit out of me. Maybe now it's 50% of the time. I don't miss it that much anymore. <laughs> Thank God, dude. It's you're a maniac. You're we, we talked to you before. You've been around for a very long time. You've reinvented the character. You're doing amazing things. Former Ring of Honor world champion. What you don't have to take the crazy bumps, man. <laughs> yes, I have to. I do have to take them because I'm not human. <laughs> that is true. Take That's them and then. I'm just one of the others, like everybody else. I'm just like everyone else. So when when the whole uh, deal with Ring of Honor went down and 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 that was and that was finished, did you ever think that Impact Wrestling and Honor No More was going to be your destination? No, no, not at all. I knew something was going to pop out somehow, somewhere. I didn't know if it was going to be AEW Impact or. Or whatever, but uh, I I knew something was gonna happen. I just uh, just uh, just kind of had that feeling, that gut feeling, that uh, instinct that it was gonna happen. But I didn't know how it was gonna happen, and um, certainly didn't expect it to be honor no more for sure. And and speaking of honor no more, like you were when the when the group debuted, you came in obviously it's you know the kingdom it's uh eddie wasn't there at the time but it's the kingdom it's vincent it's you uh kenny. did you uh, and maria obviously right and kenny um, too yeah kenny yeah kenny came in uh did, did did you feel like there was a cohesiveness between that group did you feel like that could have worked despite how many people were all different radar all over the radar in terms of the characters well i thought that Coming from Ring of Honor, we all had a pretty good solid bond between each other. Like so, I I think that's why I thought it could work, you know, because uh, no, I I really get along with everyone at Ring of Honor, and uh, it was was a very solid tight group over there. Uh, We we had fun. We had a good dressing room. We. uh, good chemistry in between the guys, and uh, it was a good atmosphere, you know. So it, it was, uh, it was really cool to be part of of, of Ring of Honor. So, uh, so I had no doubt that I could get along with all with these people, you know, Maria and Bennett, Taven, and and uh, uh, Vinny, and yeah, and then Kenny and Eddie, obviously. Yeah, and Eddie, Eddie afterwards, yeah. Now, there seems like there's a little dissension, though, in Honor No More. Eddie does not seem very happy with you. And if you watched last week's episode of Impact, he was yelling and screaming. What is – Vinny puts that bag over your head, which I think is extremely rude, and I understand why he does it. Um, but I still think it's rude because I think you have a very lovable face. Um, what is What is Vincent saying to calm you down? Because, look, Eddie is – Eddie's barking up the wrong tree. You're the Canadian Frankenstein. You're not human. I don't know if he should be pushing buttons. I think you're kind of a guy I would want on my side versus against. Yeah, I think uh, the fact that every time that we come out as honor no more, uh, I think maybe PCO should have a different entrance. I should come out with my own song because, because it's it's like people don't really like honor no more and 
they there's like that it's kind of a they don't really know how to react should we boo him should we like him because they like the monster so they you know the kids the parents like everybody likes the monster and it's uh it's the contrast with the rest of the group so that's what creates the dissension between uh some members of the group and eddie the leader of the group and myself i think it's the fact that we're not on the same page you know and and it seems like that storyline has progressed to the point where people almost want to see you destroy Eddie, but we're not quite there yet because you are still part of this group. How does that back and forth work in terms of storytelling? Like they want to see like the fire erupt. They see the they see the rumblings underneath, but they just want to get that payoff. How does that make you feel in terms of like storytelling, and what does that mean to you? Well, it means uh, it means a lot to me. I mean, if if uh, if I have to go there, you know, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. And of course, now you have you're in the the call your shot gauntlet match. Of course, Eddie Edwards has that big match with Josh Alexander. So the the potential there's so much potential in terms of combining all of these different scenarios. Is there one in your head that you feel like would work the best for TV? I mean. Uh, that would be great if Eddie becomes the champ, you know, and then, and then, eventually, something happened between me and Eddie. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm so open, you know, as far as yeah. that could go. Like you said, like so many different ways, and it could be the same result at the end. So, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because uh, uh, I don't. I really don't know uh, more than you guys know. You know, right? About the whole yeah. thing. So it's just a day-to-day thing, you know. So it's it's what's pretty cool about it. It's like you discover as you go, you know. So that's uh, that's being part of a being a pro wrestler. How do you how do you feel about your chemistry with with Vincent on uh, on this impact working more closely with him directly? How has that been going for you? I think it's been doing great. I think yeah, I think he's a good talker, super very good talker, uh, uh, and it fits my 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 character totally. Uh, and it could be the you know it could be the uh, the guy between Destro and PCO sort of speak, you know, if we have this drill just once in a while, uh, we could see, you know, Vincent having some discussions with Destro and then talking to me. Um, as far as like, I know he picked up, I know Vinny picked up a lot of heat when he put that bag on my head, you know, when I was ready to, to explode and then to, to just maybe, uh, go crazy on Eddie. Uh, and then he put that bag on my head, and then um, the crowd, like I can, I can remember the crowd, like telling him like a lot of of uh, bad things, like, like you're you you're with them, Vinny, you with Honor no more, you're not with PCO, you know, basically. So it uh, was interesting to hear all that. Uh, I think I think Vinny's like trying to please everybody, so it's kind of playing on all boards, you know, we Spain honor no more. I'm with you guys. The PCO, don't worry. I'm with you. So it's, 
it's it's uh that's where we at right now so as the storyline goes yeah. and, it, and it makes for great watchable television uh it's it's one of the most entertaining things on the show every week and week to week because you never know what's going to happen next matt I, did you have a question matt I, I just wanted to plug PCO's uh, social media at PCO is not human on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and of course, uh, Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory this Friday night, available on Fight TV uh, and regular pay per view. Definitely be sure to order it. It's the biggest show of the year. Chris Jericho, Ring of Honor World Champion. PCO, former Ring of Honor World Champion. Chris Jericho is looking to destroy this legacy. I think we got to get PCO on the phone, call Tony Khan, get Destro, get in the Hearst, drive over to wherever. Chris Jericho is, and we got put the SmackDown. We can't have him destroy this beautiful championship. I totally agree with you, and, uh, and 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 you see now we got Frankie Kazarian with us at Impact. We had Juice Robinson. We we've we've been doing like cross promotions with them. So, uh, so that'd be awesome. BCO with Chris Jericho, and and. Sometimes, you know, impacts have like the last word. It can always be you having the last word on it. <laughs> Please get the, he's gonna destroy the lineage of the Ring of Honor World Championship. We need to get the title off of him. Um we were uh talking uh Antonio Inoki before we joined, and I don't think you worked in New Japan, uh, what did you, you all, did all, all Japan. Yeah, you did all Japan uh, with Bob, but I don't think you did New Japan. But the importance of Antonio Inoki. I got a scoop for you. I was supposed to do a New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, with Brody King in 19, just before the OH World Title. Supposed to go month. And Brody King uh, tore his ACL, yeah. and that's why he changed changed, changed. The teams. But I was for that. But uh, yeah, I I was a big fan of Antonio Inoki. Yeah, I really like uh, you know the whole the whole thing. The, you know, like he, he he was like a wrestler, like a fighter wrestler. He was uh, very big on catches, catch can, uh, like Josh Barnett and Billy Robinson, Carl Gotch. He's you know pretty much Carl Gotch like built a lot of their their guys at first and showed them how to wrestle and how to fight basically, and then that transition into uh, Pride. Uh, so you know Inoki did a lot, you know for for progressing in Japan and, and as a uh, politician as well. So go, going back to Ring of Honor, now that AEW has kind of absolved Ring of Honor of their championships and they're they're all there now, how do you feel that the legacy of Ring of Honor and their championships have been treated under the AEW banner? Well, we haven't seen that much so far. No? It's been like, what, two three championship matches? Like... Uh, We've seen Gresham dropping the titles to Claudio, and then and then Jericho became the champ. So that's what we've seen so far. So from how far they want to go with this, you know, is it like something that's going to last uh, 
a year or six months or three months. I don't know. But uh, I think it's very interesting, and I think it was very smart, and nobody saw it coming. I think that's that's the greatest thing about it. Even even like even me, I didn't see it coming. You know, I thought it was going to be just another match for for Claudio. Not that I disrespect Chris or anything, but I I never saw it coming. And when it happened to me, it was the greatest thing that could have happened to ROH. I think it leveled up Chris with another championship. A major one at level up the Ring of Honor brand with Chris's name, so it's kind of a win-win. You know, Chris wins because he's got another title, like a major title, and ROH wins because they got Chris credibility. So uh, all that put together, genius move to me. Genius move. You want to talk uh, talk about things surprising? Not you know. You and Jonah, that that series of matches you guys had, holy shit. The chemistry, the storytelling. Tell us about that whole series because you guys had a bunch of great matches and it culminated in the Monsters Ball match. Uh, you know, on paper, PCO Jonah looks like a Haas battle, but man, you guys tore the house down. How was it working with Jonah? Awesome. Awesome. I mean, I mean, he's a great talent, you know. He's he's like what four hundred some pounds, super agile, uh, super athletic. I mean, he can go, and uh, I mean, what a blast, man! It was it was crazy. I really enjoyed that time. I mean, this is one of my favorite feud ever, you know, because that lasted a long time, like you said, like it was probably over a few months, you know, or something like that. They lasted like four, three or four matches. So uh, a lot of storytelling in between each matches. And uh, yeah, it was great. So it's just, just, uh, I'm very uh, surprised by uh, his great work and everything. I knew, I, I was watching him on NXT. And I knew he was good, but I never, I never thought he could be that good. PCO, this is going to sound like the most random question ever, and I have a, I have a couple of them now because I, I went down a rabbit hole of, of your stuff uh, from like the '90s with WWE, and I also just recently watched the documentary that WWE put out on Pat Patterson. Yeah, um, and I just wanted to know if what, if any, your interactions were like with Pat Patterson because everyone seemed to have at least one interaction with Pat Patterson. And I just want to know, being, you know, both from, uh, you know, from Quebec, right? And uh, both being from that area, did you have any any interactions with Pat? Well, we had to because he was, uh, yeah, was the vice president or I mean, Vince's right-hand man. Like, he was, uh, you know, he was doing a lot and he's he calling a lot of finishes for big matches. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I had to interact with him a uh, bunch of times. But, uh yeah, it's just uh, well, do you want to know a story or how? Yeah, I mean, anything. I mean, if you don't want to say anything, you don't have to, obviously. No, no, no. It's, I just, I, I just found it like I just watched this. The, the thing had been out for like at least a year, and I just watched it two days ago. So, like, I just want to know if you had anything, especially like any anything meaningful about well, that. Just that sometimes, like, you know, there's nobody around, and we're from Montreal, so you talk, you would speak to you 
in French or whatever, but it it speaks to you in English, but his English wasn't that great either. Like it's like it's not like he, you forgot your French, you know? It's like I don't know why. Is it an habit or something? I mean, of course when we when when we're uh French Canadians and we have people from uh from other places around us for just as politeness, just as not being rude. We'll, we'll speak English. That's, that's how I was brought up in the business. You know, when you're surrounded with other people, you don't speak your own language. And, and so everybody thinks they're, you're talking about them or they don't know what you're talking about or if you're laughing at them or whatever, uh, because, you know, Uh, I think one of my first trips I did in England was uh, me and my partner were both French-Canadian and we're riding with Dave Taylor and Fit Finley uh, probably four or five hours, uh, four or five hour ride and we're speaking French the whole time in the back. By the time we got to the show, those guys are already talking to the other guys that, you know, we kayfade them and then we talk in the back of everybody. <laughs> Ace, but they were fuming, you know. So, so I learned uh, pretty quickly that no, don't don't do that, you know. <laughs> and and uh, so I get that from Pat, but sometimes Pat was just like, you know, caught up in his in his role, I guess. So he's just like going on in English, and and it's this makes me laugh. I'm wondering why sometimes. Why, <laughs> Why is he speaking to me in English right now? You know, I don't get it. So that's that's uh, that's one of the story. And also, like, I know when from when, from where Pat is, like the area. It's a pretty rough area. It's you know, it's in Montreal. It's 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 not a nice place. And you see him as a corporate, and he doesn't fit a corporate style. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You can never get out of that guy, even to get the guy out of the city. So that's how, to me, that's how it came in my mind. That came in my mind. Like this guy's still from Montreal. <laughs> that's great. A, a, a story. Story. Oh, damn it! I have an echo. I'm gonna drop out. All right. So I have one more random question, and then we'll bring it back to current times. Um, I watched recently your debut. Uh, your televised debut with the Quebecers back in uh, what, 1993. Uh, yeah, it was a house show, uh, TV taping. Nothing crazy, but you guys, like the, the moves that you did, and it was before you even did the cannonball finish. Like your finish was like, the, you did like, tower, the, like big, what's tower, big tower. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the big tower. You did the, um, like almost like a doomsday device, but uh, Jacques hit like the, you know, the, the, the whoopee cushion type thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and then just, the and then the Boston Crab with the leg drop on the yeah. So, how much did you guys, you and Jacques, want to differentiate yourself not only from the Mountie character but from the Rougeau brothers team? Because I remember, I think I, if I'm not crazy, I think a couple of those moves were done by Jacques and Raymond uh, back then. Do you do you know that to be true or not? Yeah, well, uh, what was called uh, the one when I hold a guy and he jumps, you know, face yeah. I. You know, uh, with the crotch on the guy, yeah, that was done by the Rougeaus. Yeah, uh, the tower and uh, the tower was done from me and my former tag team partner Rick Crawford 
because I had a tag team partner for three years before I teamed up with Jacques. So uh, I brought up a lot. I brought up a lot of ideas to Jacques about what I used to do in my uh, other tag teams before my other tag team with my other tag team partner, and also the Jacques used to do just the snap uh, Alabama slam. Yes. Used to be one of his moves, so I should just turn it into a Boston Crab. And I, I, I always like to do. I always had a good leg drop, so I said I'll come up with a leg drop on the neck. So, so this one we I kind of invented with him together. So, but uh, but then I, we did the double press also with the neck on the top rope. We did the body slam the guy and body slam me on top of the guy back back drop me on top of the other guy. So. So we were very, very creative, very innovative. I think at that period of time, '93, we we innovate. We did innovate a lot of moves. I, I, I and I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I'm sorry to cut you off. I couldn't agree more. And it's been like we're all getting like the three of us are are all getting up there. So like these are our glory days of pro wrestling. Like '88 to like you know '96, '97. Like that's when we really loved watching. And this is what really sticks in our childhood. So, like the fact that you guys were doing all these innovative, innovative tag team spots, you only really saw that maybe with guys like, maybe like the Rockers, maybe like the Rock and Roll Express. And now you guys are two like bigger guys, and now you're just doing these cool moves. Like that, like really like stuck out with me when I went back and went down the rabbit hole of watching your stuff. And the thing is, like as soon as we teamed up together, and like we met in Puerto Rico, and uh, I went for tryout my own, and then after that, I got phone calls from Jacques and from Pat and Slaughter and everybody, and and it took a few months before they put us together after my tryouts, but once they said go, we want to, you know, uh, we want you as a tag team, uh, we both had the same goal to become uh champion you know world tag team champions wwe so it was there it was it was there from the beginning we worked towards that and uh it didn't take long to establish ourselves i think because that's such uh, good heat and a lot of big pops in those moves so you you could tell that was that kind of the type of deal with the moves that the crowd liked, you know, the yeah. way they were popping for that. All right. Well, dude, PCO, man, like, this has been incredible. Uh, welcome back to the show, and uh, we hope to have you on a third time. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, Bound for Glory is this Friday on Fight yeah. TV, uh, on pay-per-view. You will be in the Call Your Shot, uh, Call Your Shot Gauntlet <laughs> match with a lot of great talent. Rich Swan, he's I that, man. I'm going to become the uh, Impact World Heavyweight Champion Challenge Jericho the Ring of Honor title. There I you mean, go. You, just, you know what? You just answered the final question of the night. Boom. <laughs> That's how he's going to call his shot. PCO, thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. Wish you all the best and everything. Anytime you want to come back on, we'd love to have you. So, anyway, much, uh, so much to talk about. Thank you so much. Thank you, PCO. Good night, brother. That was PCO, uh, current Impact Wrestling superstar, member of uh, Honor No More, which we might not see them together too much longer if my predictions for the pay-per-view go in that direction.
Is he and back? Matt, Matt is back. I am still hearing an echo, though. And it's throwing me off. Now it's not. Now I'm good. Now I'm good. Okay. I don't know why it does that. PCO, Honor No More, Fight TV, Pay-Per-View, Impact Wrestling. Great, great product. PCO is... I PCO's decision-making this weekend will lean heavy on my picks. Well, I mean, obviously really? it's Friday, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Thir- Thursday night's impact will lean heavy, well, way heavy on the way I pick a lot of things. How about that? Uh, just, just so we know, like, like JJ Rogue is in the comments saying that there was an echo, but now it's gone. I don't know what's going on tonight. Yeah, uh, when you have time, check your settings and make sure in audio you have echo cancellation on. In what? Ladiocast or no on stream your yard. on your Streamyard? Streamyard. Let me check my settings. I don't know. I was looking at, and I wanted to ask him because he's had a, such a storied career. I think he's one of. He might be the only wrestler who's worked. WCW, ECW, WWF, All Japan, New Japan, Impact, TNA, Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. I, all yeah, you would lo- you would have lost me at All Japan and probably New Japan. GCW, did I say ECW? You did say yeah. ECW. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't mean to step on anything, man. No, I had the fucking echo. I had to punch out, man. It was fucking. Kevin, did you hear the echo? I didn't hear any echo. I heard the echo every single time it happened. I kept hearing PCO cut in and out. I heard P- the echo started with PCO, and it was both. It was it was there was echo and cut, cut in and out at the same time. That's when it started. But hey, listen, shit happens. I think that was a tremendous interview, by the way. I'm sorry if I hogged it. Um, guys, no, nothing. No, no, we're just trying to figure figure it out, man. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, I apologize if I if I hogged the interview. Uh, I was just and and this was like this is so funny. Like this was like a we can we can disclose this was like a last minute thing. Like we booked this relatively close to the show, right, Matt? Yes. No, absolutely. So, it was for great. someone like for someone that just came in for a second time, I was just like out of nowhere flooded with flooded with questions for him. And I know we only had him for a limited time. And Matt, I know we only have you for a limited time. Um so I just I, that I don't think it could have gone better other than you know the tech glitches, but I don't think that's a big deal at all. So I would I'm very, I really like that, Matt. Great get. Yeah, and remember, Ring of Honor or not Ring of Honor? Fuck me. Impact, uh, Bound for Glory this Friday night's available on Fight TV and uh, regular pay per view. You can go to paper ppv dot com to find where you can uh, see it. That's right. And I will be ordering this bad boy, so I will keep you boys posted. Nice. Very exciting. Um, so I, I don't know how much longer I'm here for. At least another few minutes until I see my wife or she comes. My in. wife. <laughs> She'll probably cut. We'll know how long Matt has when her, when Reed comes in and smacks him on the back of the head. Well, I know I have to leave by 830. I don't have to do anything to get ready to go to dinner, though. I'm already showered. I'm already cleaned up. You washed. I washed myself. <laughs> I worshed myself, so I'm pretty good to go. Now, look, Tony, we're going to this AEW pay-per-view. Are you going to keep tabs on what's going on in AEW leading up to full gear, or you're just going in blind as a bat? I mean, look, I I know things that happen. I listen to Cornette. Cornette gives me details to all the shows. So it's not like I have no idea what's going on. Of course, he puts his own spin on it. But by and large, I I mean, I kind of know what's going on. 
can I um uh can I can I can I bring up a, 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 this day in history, gentlemen? Oh sure, sure. Thirty five years ago today. Oh, I thought it was, <laughs> was like this day in AEW history. The Mega Powers were born. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Saturday night's main event, October third, nineteen eighty-seven. Wait, the Mega Powers were born. Uh, that's yeah. Probably the hand, that's probably the handshake one with Mean Gene, and they're not quite there yet. No, that's when Hogan saves them from getting uh, blasted by the Heart Foundation. And oh, honky- and the Honky Tonk Man. And the Honky Tonk oh. Man. Elizabeth runs to the back and gets Hogan yeah. to come back. And good call. Yeah, and. and yeah, yeah, Macho was a good. Yeah, that's so. That's weird. Now that I think about it, that is kind of crazy, dude. That's awesome, man. Did, Matt, did you get the Mega Powers, uh, set action figure set? I didn't order it yet. Didn't order it yet. Uh oh, could be Damn sold it. out. No, they just got it back in restock. Oh, okay, okay. Look. I, I do want to break down the wall, though. Obviously, we finished with PCO, and I said that was fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. His response, you guys have a great show going on, very dynamic, very alive. Thanks, and anytime, just let me know. Awesome. Come on, Dude, man. It doesn't get any better than that. That's PC freaking O, man. Dude, and he's he was getting, uh, watching Impact. Uh, I, I was able to squeeze an Impact today at work, and, dude, the crowd wants him to get his comeuppance on Eddie Edwards. They want it, man. They want it. Yeah, they do. So uh, let's stay in the impact realm, uh, Kevin, because I did. I was so annoyed. So Friday I had half a day get canceled because of the rain. So I got to watch a shitload of wrestling. And then when, um, when I decided when things didn't work out with our schedules and I was like, I should probably take my wife to dinner Monday night for our anniversary. I was kind of annoyed at myself because of course this is the week I watched impact and I watched the NWA, which we're going to talk about before I go. Oh no. Yeah. Shake, I did not watch NWA. This week, so that's all your fucking head, Tony. Uh, but Kevin, I enjoyed this episode of impact and Tony feel free to, kick back maybe grab yourself an adult beverage if you want while me and kevin talk about the impact and you can ask any questions uh if you have them i love what they're doing with brian myers do you have uh any guesses as to who is going to answer this open challenge do you think it's going to be his dear good personal friend matt cardona see why'd you have to say that like that because like i was thinking about this i would have forgot if you didn't just bring that up but um yeah, I think it. I think there's a very good chance that it could be Broski. Is it? Is it Bros before belts? Broski's Broski loves gold. He's in the business to, to, to collect gold and collect money. But how that would translate with his dear, good, close personal friend and mine, the most professional wrestler. Wait, what is it? Where is it? Brian Myers. I don't know. I hope it's not. But if it leads to like a cool babyface turn for Myers. And Cardona's like the big douche, and they go at it after this after this uh, digital media championship. But believe it or not, um, it depends on like what lens you're looking through it, uh, looking it through, well, looking through it through. Obviously, the digital media championship meant nothing to me forever, but now that Brian has it, and now that the potential is there for Cardona and Brian to feud over it, tell me that's not like at least this not the second top belt over white teeth Mike Bailey's. <laughs> X division championship. 
<laughs> like tell me that's not like the most prestigious belt. It's got to. I'm surprised it took the. It's brilliant if they're going to if that's the direction they're going to go in with the following that the major wrestling figure podcasts have the Cardona's presence alone on social media and then Brian is no slouch either. Yeah, it's, it's a no, it's a no brainer, right? To me, to me, it's a no brainer. But I I would rather them stay together as a tag team. Um, just for you know, Why you don't you don't have to pick one of your boyfriends. Well, no, it'd be Brian, one hundred percent. Oh, of course. What do you got in your mind? I don't know where your, I don't know where your loyalty lies, Kevin. No, no, it's, it's, it's Hawkins, baby, all day, all night. I only have one of their phone numbers in my phone, and it's all not right. Cardona's. What, so, what, what if that changed? What if I got Cardona's number? If Cardona was reached out to you, it's like Kevin, I need, I need you in Camp Cornet, uh, Camp Camp Cardona. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, you gonna join my group? I'd be like, God damn, man, I'm in. Let's go. What do you want to go? What do you want to go to? Double onions. What do you want to go? All right, so I got double a, figures, double, double packaging, figures, double prototypes, double two ups. So I'm watching, I'm watching Impact, right? I got Impact Plus. I put it, I stream it to the TV. I'm watching it. I'm doing notes. I'm cleaning up uh, iTunes. I'm working on a bunch of shit. Mm. This fucking Joe Hendry vignette. I thought this was a fucking like infomercial. Tony, you gotta fucking see. There's like. I remember these, the originals, yeah. No, dude, dude, this is a it's, whole other level. So this, there's like they're at like a lawyer's office. Somebody's father died. They all want to know who who gets all the money that was left in yeah. the will. There's like four people. There's a lawyer. They're like, who gets it? And the and the lawyer's like, it's all going to one man. And they're like, oh, let's go. You better share with me. And like the one brother's like. We'll split it four ways between all of us. And he's been the main character in all of the recurring vignettes. That one kid. That one kid. And then the lawyer goes, your father left his money to Joe Hendry. And Joe Hendry is behind a bookcase. And then they all start singing his fucking theme music. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It's incredible. <laughs> like, I've never seen, like, it's, like, I, I, I think I'm just biased towards Joe Hendry because I've always loved Joe Hendry. But like, you could have something as bad as like the stuff that like Havoc or Jessica and like Taya do, and have something equally as bad as this Joe Henry stuff. But I will love the Joe Henry stuff all day because it was like, there was like Matt. If if a couple of weeks ago, like the dad was on like life support or whatever it was, and they were in the hospital with them, and all of a sudden Joe Henry just walks in and his song starts playing, and it's absolutely ridiculous. But Joe Hendry is so freaking funny. And like literally, Matt, you're right. Like they're all sitting. It's 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 the guy's four kids, by the way. It's like not just four people, it's like his children. So there's four children, and none of them get the money, but Joe Hendry does. And Joe Hendry peeks his head up from a from a fucking library bookcase, like he's like he was some sort of stalker and primal fear or fear or whatever it was. And his song just starts playing, he's like and Joe Hendry will motivate you. Like at the end, it's Joe Hendry is what Diamond Dallas Page's WWF character should have been. It's like, like positively Page. Like uh, Tony, you gotta you gotta see it. I thought it was a commercial, bro. Yeah, it, well, that's the thing. If you actually thought it was a commercial, the only reason why I knew it wasn't it was because I have the YouTube and it's commercial free. So right. I'm like, wait a second. I thought it was a commercial, but wait a second. I don't. I pay for this, so there shouldn't be commercial. And uh, it was like, oh, this is a Hendry gimmick. And also, they're all from, like, Scotland, so that helped. 
What's uh? I don't understand the Johnny Swinger Zicky Dice stuff. All right, so that's new to me too. Because I usually fast forward over, over stuff like that. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I usually fast forward over the Swinger. Not that I don't like them. I, I think they're really. I think it's really funny. But they're going back into this Wrestle House like, um, uh, get like Zicky Dice found uh, Hernandez's wad of cash that has been a big focal point of like a story that they've been doing. So I can't really speak a whole lot about this because I do, like they brought back like the swingettes or whoever they're like the, the, the people, the, the woman that were working his casino at Swingers palace and that she left him at the old, or he left her at the altar and she married Johnny Bravo and then Taya and Jessica show up. And I'm just like, all right, trying uh, too hard, bro. Thoughts on Bobby fish being an impact. All right. I love Bobby Fish. Is it a needle mover? For no, I don't think, and it stinks because I absolutely love Bobby Fish. But it's just did it make the impact that it should have? No pun intended. It didn't. Like it's just not. It's not. It. He'll probably end up winning the match that PCO's in. The call your shot. He'll probably end up winning that, but I don't know. I'm, 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 the, how about this? The jury's still out for me with Bobby Fisher. That's a good that. pick to win that because that's uh, that might that's sets up. I think Josh Alexander walks out of Bound for Glory because uh, I think uh, PCOS you know tries to interfere and it backfires. But I like that as like a the next monthly pay per view main event: Bobby Fish and Josh Alexander. Yeah, but, but listen, PCO. Like, what if PCO wins and Eddie Edwards wins? Like. That's one of the ways you can go too. I or don't if know. Josh, or if if Josh Alexander wins because of PCO, or if Eddie Edwards wins because PCO reestablishes his allegiance with Honor No More. I don't think they've done nearly what they can do with Honor No More to solidify them as a a, tr a true threat and impact. And if the PCO like affirms his solidity to that group, I think that would be huge. But again, so many different directions. And uh, the last thing from Impact this week that I wanted to touch on, the Monsters Ball match between Masha and Alley Catch. Bro. I did not like this at all. You didn't like it? I thought it was missing, like... Intensity? Yes. For, like, a hardcore, like, crazy match yes. that didn't have the intensity that it should have? Well, well, here's the thing, because, you know what? There's no story. And I understand that. I know that Jordan picked her and, and yeah. Masha picked Max to wrestle Jordan Grace, but I don't know, man. No intensity. The atmosphere was real weird. I mean, they did some brutal stuff, and she's eating thumbtacks and shit, but yeah, I don't know, man. It wasn't wasn't for me. No, I'm with you. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I totally understand where you're coming from. And totally. I like both. I like both women. I oh. like Catch, and I like I like Masha. Yeah. It just it missed the mark for me. Yeah, we'll figure out where they go with the because obviously Masha has her championship match with uh with Jordan Grace at Bound for Glory, which won't tip my hand on how I'm going to pick that one, but uh, pretty sure I'm pretty sure I know what I'm what I'm going with. All right, all right, I like that, I like that. Uh, anything else from from uh, Impact, Kevin? You want to touch on before we move on to? Nah, to let's let's roll. You you got to go. Let's move. All right, you sure? Yeah, Can I don't care. No, I think I think we did it. I think we did it justice. Um, so I I wish I'd known before I sat down and and put this on the TV 
I wish I had known that it was not a regular NWA power show. You don't like Pretty uh, Empowered? Dude, what? I, I, you, I'm starting to, I'm starting to join, join the folks in the chat. I don't know how you can be so negative on AEW. Dude, this was, see, this was not good. Let me, let me stop you. Tony never minces words about NWA, by the way. I, Kevin knows I call out bullshit when I see it and I, and I tell you what's good. I don't understand why there's always so much confusion in the chat. I think people just hate on me because I enjoy watching the NWA. Where's the confusion? Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, so let's start with the positives, right? I get, I get what they're doing with Pretty Empowered here. They're trying to do like a fixers kind of thing. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. Like, I could do with them, you know, like not adding a third member. The stuff with Kyle and King was kind of dopey, but I get what they were trying to go for. Most of it missed the mark. Most of it wasn't terrible, but terrible. okay. Dude, they, um, were hor- they were horning up on Carrie Morton. I don't want to see that. That's like Velvet Sky after dark bullshit. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. You cannot see the difference between what happened here with Pretty Empowered and what happened with Velvet Sky and the Dirty Sexy Boys. I think there's a little bit of a difference in, in the matter here, bro. They Besides, were eyes, undressing that kid with their eyes, making all sorts of sexual advancing at advances at him. Well, look, Kerry Morton's a handsome kid. What do you want from me? Yeah, I don't want to see this. Did you want to see Marty Bell and Maddie? I was okay with this match. I was okay with it too. I didn't, have uh, a with it. but like pretty empowered is like, we're pretty empowered. Let's go to the match. Yeah, well, that I mean, that was kind of the gimmick. Like this whole, this whole fucking uh, ill-begotten and spectaculars teaming up, even though they just fucking broke up like a week ago, and then the dirty, sexy boys with the miserably faithful. There was one cool spot where JTG and uh, Sal the Pal both sat down together and were clapping, which I was like, all right, that was kind of funny. But for the most part, it's like, why are these fucking idiots in a match? Bright spot, Rhett Titus and Bestia. Yes. This was actually pretty good. I like this one. And I like the ending. No? Yes? Yeah, no, I'll give it, I'll give it the ending. It was the, the the whole pretty empowered thing, really. Like, I was like, what? And I hated the 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 main event. Well, what, Camille and Max? Or are you talking about the Scion match? No, the Scion match. Yeah, I, I was disappointed that they decided to air the Camille match with against Max from NWA 74, but whatever. But yeah, like I, I did not enjoy that at all. I was wondering how they were going to get out of it. I didn't care for the way they got out of it because the whole gimmick is Austin Idol supposed to be pushing his son to the next level. What the fuck did this accomplish? And now, now it's like, oh, it's okay to be a quitter. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I, I just didn't like this. He's the national champion. He's with Austin Idol. It's a handicap match. You know what you're signing up to up for. Well, speaking of speaking of signing up for things, oh, well, Tyrus cashed in his lucky seven, so he's going to be in the main event at um, was it? Was it Hard Times Three? Is this Hard Times Three? Yes, Hard Times Three, Daddy. Yes. So we're crowning a new world television champion with two five-person matches, and those winners will face each other. And we'll get to that when we get to NWA USA. Anything else about NWA Empowered? We're talking about both. Oh, yeah, yeah. We it. that dude that was there's three matches on this weird 
NWA pretty empowered surge. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. Well, five really, but four, four that happened. Yeah. Okay. And then they replayed the main event. They also inform you know the AAA uh, Triple Mania shows happening. It's going to be Camille challenging uh, Taya Valkyrie for the AAA Reigns Day Reigns Championship. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen there. Well, I guess you'll have to find out and see. <sighs> yeah. Good thing we don't pick AAA. Ugh. Um. Oh, we can. No, we can. We'll be talking plenty AAA next week with our guest Sam Adonis. So. All right. Well, I like Sam. Sam's so yeah, he's he's going to be part of it. All right. So, yeah, I was just not I was kind of like, I don't know. I was I was like disappointed outside of Rhett and and Bestia. This I don't know. I don't know. Like I, do, like, I don't get a ton of time to watch wrestling. Like, do I tune in to the NWA next week? I kind of want to. But if it's they're going to give me this again, I'm I'm good, man. Well, were you okay with what they gave you on USA this week? I didn't get to catch USA, but you're going to give me the rundown before I run out of here. Of course I am. For, we are two five-man matches to decide the two challengers that are going to face each other for the vacant NWA World Television Championship. First match, Ricky Morton, Jax Dane, Anthony Mayweather, Marche Rocket, AJ Kazana. If you were a betting man, who would you pick out of those five to win this match? Give me those names again. Ricky Morton, Jax Dane. Anthony Mayweather, Marche Rocket, AJ Kazana. I'd say Marche. Marche. Kevin, how about you? He's gone. Kevin. Oh, Kevin's gone. I'm sorry. I'm reading. I'm not watching the stream yard. Well, Matt, you would be 100% wrong. AJ Kazana wins the match. Okay. Mayweather gets eliminated first, followed quickly by Jack Stain. Ricky Morton gets eliminated. And uh, Marche and Kazana go at it for a few minutes. But uh, Marche fucking wins, dude. He taps him out with the Kimura. Marche wins or AJ wins? AJ. Okay, you just said Marche wins. No, did I? I didn't mean to say that. No, AJ Kazana wins. Okay, so AJ's going to the finals. Yes. Uh, Fixers uh, and Matt Vine, who may be part of the Fixers now. I don't know. Jake Dumas and Mercurio might be forming a team, which I'm all about. They had some time at the podium. They were... Not really loving each other, but respecting each other, which was kind of cool. Um, Odinson's challenge and Flip Gordon. Apparently, they're going to be facing each other. I would assume that's going to happen in hard times three. Uh, Rolando Freeman calling out Trevor Murdoch again. He's fucking nuts. Uh, second match of the night, Jamie Stanley and Bully Wait, Ray. Do you what? mean do you mean November 14th guest Rolando Freeman? Oh, is he really? Well, he's a good guy. All right. Well, I mean, he can still be nuts. Well, he's fucking nuts. I mean, who do you think he is? He wins two matches against Kevin's best friend, and he thinks he's going to get a fucking title shot? I mean, come on. Kevin needs better friends. Yeah, I think so. Um, Okay, so Bully Ray, Jamie Stanley. This was like fucking just Bully Ray beating the shit out of Jamie Stanley after some backstage shit. You know, Jamie Stanley does the shit where he interviews somebody, but it's all about him, and Bully Ray just kind of stood there. He's like, hey, I could be partners with you, get the tables, I could do all that. And then Bully Ray kind of gives him a love tap, and he's like, you got good ideas, kid. And he walks off and Bully Ray just fucking wins this match. I didn't care for it. Whatever. So, Matt, here's the other match. All right. Give it to me, baby. Challenging AK- AJ Kazan is one of these five men or well, five people. The Pope, Caprice, Max the Impaler, Jordan Clearwater, Rush Freeman. Who's your choice? Max the Impaler. You would be wrong because Max was the first person eliminated. We actually got some cool shit with Caprice Coleman and the Pope in the middle of this thing. Rush Freeman got eliminated pretty quickly, too. So Clearwater's on the outside. The Pope and Caprice are going at it. 
Caprice Coleman sneak rolls up the Pope and eliminates the Pope. And Rush Freeman hits the Midas touch. Uh, not Rush Freeman. Jordan Clearwater hits the Midas touch. AJ Kazana, Jordan Clearwater for your television championship. I'm kind of hoping it's Clearwater, but they might fucking pull. They might pull some shit over here and give us AJ Kazana. It's fucking. I'm, awesome. I'm good with that. I kind of like that. I was kind of hoping maybe, like you said, like maybe Marche would have got a shot. It was kind of looking like maybe Anthony Mayweather would have got a shot. But, dude, Mayweather and Jane were, like, out like this. It was nuts. It was quick how, how quick they got rid of those guys. Give us some fresh give us, give us us some fresh people, man. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, before I leave you guys, uh, I want to pick our November Patreon winner. Ooh! Oh, nice. Brendan Haney will be joining us. Uh, where's my notepad here? Next week? Two weeks, I think. Or is it next week already? It is next week for Down the Aisle. Uh, two weeks. We have Thunder Frog and a Wizards Rewind back to the Pile Driver VHS. Fuck yeah, dude. I can't wait for that watch along. I can't wait for Thunder Frog. It's going to be fun. All right. So let me pick this so I can go to dinner with my wonderful wife. Yeah, I'm surprised Frog. you're still here. Well, she hasn't come upstairs. So I don't know if she needs to get ready or if we're not going. I'll oh, she's getting all purdy for you. Uh oh. No, she's not. She hasn't come upstairs yet, so I don't know what the deal is. All right. David Henry Bauer the third. I wonder if he's going to join us with his friend Antonio Hosserman making some experimental music. Is our November winner. So, David, uh, I will reach out to you, and uh, we'll figure out what you want to do in November. The anniversary show is off limits. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, but you have uh, the 7th, the 14th, and the 28th to decide what you want to do with the Wizards. Gentlemen, I am going to peace out. Oh, he's in the chat. Congratulations, David Henry Bauer. There you go. Look at that. Look at this guy. Look at this guy with his heart emojis. Heart emojis to the sky, baby. Uh, you fellas enjoy the rest of the show. You enjoy your dinner, brother. Happy anniversary. I'm very yes. looking forward to it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me jump in. I know I kind of sprung uh, sprung the idea of me not being here on you guys a little late yesterday, but it all worked out. Yeah. And uh, enjoy the rest of the show, gentlemen. All righty, Rue. I'll catch you on the flippity flop. All right, get out of here. See ya. I'm out. out. T-Donk. It's about fucking time you left. Yeah, like, why was he here this long? (sighs) Because he doesn't want to go out on a date with his wife. Come on. It's a very good point. Seriously, like, would I want to go out on a date with my wife if I had a chance to talk to you and Matt? Hell no. Well, I've heard most millionaires hate their wives. So, you know, I don't want to delve into their relationship, but that That's is true. not necessarily that is not necessarily a false statement you're making. There. <laughs> that may have been unfair, but it may not have been false. I mean, every situation is different. I'm not saying that that's Matt's situation, but it does come from a place of a little bit of veracity. So there you go. There, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if history is a guide. It happens. No, but Matt Matt definitely shot way out of his league with Rhiannon. She's oh, good God. for him. Oh, God, yes. She keeps him. Look, I'm not one to talk. I definitely no, neither am I. Out of my I'm not married, too. but yeah, I'm not married, but I got I got someone, so we're good. It's way out of my league. Yeah. So. I mean, the Wizards did all right for themselves. We're trying. <laughs> we're trying. It's, it's, it's a struggle every day, Tony. Um. I would suggest taking a break, but if you want to power through, I can power through. Or do you? Are you doing? Are you doing Patreon? I mean, I can. 
I mean, I had to get up for like five seconds and I can be right. But that's why we took a leak when you guys did NWA. So I wasn't sure if you were doing Patreon and I had the filibuster. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hit I'll hit the Patreons. Hit Patreon. And then if yeah. you have to take a break, I can filibuster with the people in the chat. And then if you have to leave for a second, then we can just go dive right. We can dive right into my top five if you want. Yeah, we could do that. Because I have three. Look, brother, that, that I want you to, that I want you to choose from. I, look, I don't I don't know how busy you've been at work, but I've been getting my ass kicked the past couple of weeks. So if you want to pull the train into this, if the train arrives, no, we're not pulling. No, 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 no. What? No trains are being pulled in before the allotted original two hour time slot. Oh no, two hours for sure. I'm not saying we're leaving after the Patreons. Hell yeah, no. yeah, yeah. We'll go no, till nine. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm I'm just saying we don't need to be on an hour long delay the way we usually are. No, I mean, it's, I enjoy the time that we spend. So like, if it goes two and a half, three, I don't care. But without the guy steering the ship, it's Well, we little... steer the ship just fine. Oh, no. And I, I think with my top five, I have three that I, I have selected. Now, in fairness, I'll let the cat out of the bag. What I had in my notes was a top five that had to do that something we already discussed tonight. But I think, I think in talking about it, it might be a little fun. So just you to... want to do a top five? Well, I I was planning on like maybe being like the appetizer to what is your main course, but it. we talked about a lot of it tonight already, so we can get into that later. All but right. if you need to go on a pee pee and a beverage break, no, no, I, I went pee pee. I just got to go grab a beer. That's all. Pee pee and a beer. Maybe that's. I already, I already episode. did the pee pee. I already well, did you can that. pee again. I, why would I do that? I don't know. Maybe you got to piss like a bitch. I don't know. I have to piss. Dude, I'm telling you, since I've gotten older, I piss a lot more than I ever fucking wanted to. Well, I drink a gallon of water a day, right? Like straight up? like Not at one, not in one sitting. I don't funnel a gallon of water. <laughs> but I try to drink uh, at least seven and a half to eight of those regular Poland Spring bottles of water a day. <clears> just because <throat> it makes me feel more energetic and it helps cleanse and... It uh it works. So I try to do that every single day, and it helps that we have free water, uh, supplied by the taxpayers of West Orange. So awesome! God bless the good uh, folks. That's of incredible. West but fuck their kids because you don't want them coming over for Halloween. So how's that? No stupid kids. <laughs> Fucking the only, kids. the only people that are allowed in my house on Halloween are my nieces. That's it. Or my neighbor's kids. That's it. Yeah, I, of course. Kate said, "I already went peepee." Should be the name of the show. I already went pee pee. I did. Don't don't tempt us. We'll do it. <laughs> I already went. How about I already went PPCO. I was gonna say pee pee in a beer. <laughs> you just did you not hear what I just said? How cold it was. I heard it. I already yeah, I went PPCO. All right. It was okay. I think it was great. All right. I'll be right back. I'll be literally right back. PPCO. Oh PPCO. no, I'm thinking about that, that. Disrespectful to him. We shall not do it. Great, now I get to be solo like Matt over here. Oh, this is wonderful. Anyway, you know what else is wonderful? If you supported us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, for as little as $1 a month, you will get your name mentioned as one of our Patreon producers each and every week that we're on the air. And, of course, that is each and every week because, damn it, almost 11 years, we've never missed a week giving you people content. We enjoy doing it. If you want to kick us a little more every month, well, that's okay too, because for $3 a month, you get access to each and every bonus episode we've ever done. Crossword puzzles, watch alongs, what ifs, we've done it all. And you could check it out for $3 a month, $5 a month. We got plugs, $10 a month. Like our friend, David Henry Bauer, the third, you'll get your name picked from a hat. If you get picked, you might get to choose what you want to do. 
as part of the Shining Wizards. You could sit in on a you could sit in on a down the aisle. You could sit in on a Wizards Rewind. Hell, you like the guests for the month? We'll even let you sit in and ask a couple questions of a guest. Tony, How awesome is that Tony? What's this up, is dude. This is kind of like this is like Bound for Glory. This is you can call your shot. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a great way to put it. I thought you were going to make pee pee and get a beer. No, I already made pee pee. But did you get a beer? Oh, I got plenty. So Kevin's back. So Kevin's helping me with the plugs tonight. I like this. But like I said, as little as $1 a month, you get to become a Patreon producer, just like these good people that I'm about to rattle off right now. We always start, as usual, with the king and the queen of the Shining Wizards, Manny Crozzo and Kathy Hummer. Danny Russinello at not Danny Russ on the Twitter box. His brother, Anthony Russinello, he might host a show that's on the Shining Wizards Network called Join the, the Mark Order Podcast. Why am I saying Join the Mark Order? Because that's the slogan. And if you're not joining the Mark Order, what the fuck are you doing on Wednesdays after Dynamite? I don't know. I'm usually sleeping, but I'm always dropping in to check them out. You guys should too. Sean Toe, Sean Kaleo. By the way, Sean Kaleo is the man that is responsible for bringing Can You Beat That to this show. I will always always remember that dude that's awesome shit kate the great hensler oh jesus how remind long me to re- remind me to ask you about that story it was easy he sent me an email and he's like D- i forget where he had seen something like it or heard it and it actually worked out but i'll, I'll give you more detail later Fair. kate the great hensler at miss kate fabe she's hosting sour grabs fightful friday night smackdown the rampage post show she pops in on this show once in a while she joins the mark order on wednesdays Kate's awesome. You should follow pre- her too. And I'm pretty sure she refereed the Brian Myers versus Crazy Steve match on Impact. I'm telling you, find that match. The ref looked exactly like Kate. Blonde hair, pop- bangs. I might have that. to pop you into this if you keep talking. People are gonna think it's weird that I'm like oh, listening. Yeah, oh, I'm fair. listening to I'm like fair. a higher power or something. Well, I am a higher power. Uh, Matt Garifo at Who Dat Matt eighty one. Christine Friesendorf. Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Actually, happy birthday, Matt. By the way. Happy birthday, Matt. No relation, though. I don't know how you would know his birthday, but there you go. Uh, we're, we're tight. Jay Cop, the big cop of pump. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, at High Five Tom, doing the Marking Out Re- ROH Revelry podcast. Check it out. Dude's awesome. He's t- always talking with William Mercier. We'll get to him later, though, by the way. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Mr. Michael Hammond, Mr. Matthew Birch, Mr. Braden Bergeron, and Fuego 30, our number one fan from Iowa, Mr. Brandon Haney. Why is everybody Mr. Ryan Schlong, another guy from the Mark Order podcast, at Mark Order Pod. So many people involved in this show. Fucking listen to it, damn it. Yeah. Uh, Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer III, our winner for November. Don't forget about his pal, Antonio Hosserman. He's making experimental music at Harvest Man Records, 856.bandcamp.com slash music. I know it's a lot. Write it down. Check it out. Bookmark it. You'll never have to hear it again because you'll be listening to it all the time. Does that make sense? Of course it does. Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson. The Daily Smart. TheDailySmart.com at the Daily Smart. They help you find the latest wrestling news along with up-to-the-minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. Of course, the most handsome Kevin of them all, Kevin Rogue at Year of Pod, at JJ Rogue Means, at the Tot Spod. T-O-T-S-P-O-D. That's right. Kevin Rogue doing it all over the place with the year pod with the fucking T-O-T-S podcast. Check him out. Kevin, I'm going to fucking put this one right down the middle for you because last and certainly least, Mr. William Mercier Jr.
lives are gonna be in William by God Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I do know what you mean. And if you want to follow William Mercier at W Mercier Jr. That spoke to me. That one. That was a good one, man. I, I know you were feeling that. I, I, you know what? I feel like the more energy or the more soul I put into these, the better they come across and uh, not creepy at all. It's passion, bro. That's it. That's what we do, man. Passion. So I do want to say real quick, happy birthday to my brother, Matt. What? Who's, whose birthday was uh, this past Saturday. Who? October 1st. Uh, Who is he? No relation. How about... Hashtag no relation. Well, okay. All right. All right. I thought we were there breaking kayfabe there for a minute. Nah, happy birthday, brother. Uh, we didn't get a chance to celebrate him uh, yet, but got him a couple good presents, so I'm excited to see him when I do. So we're good. Ow! Kevin. Oh, baby. Matt's gone. Shot, no, not Shining Wizards, Matt. You know what that means. That means it's time for the... Rolling in my tomb, my army. Oh, yeah, dude. I would play more than that, but I don't feel like getting thrown off a streamcast. How much more? You could have you couldn't have played like a second more? That's the only clip I have. I can play it again. Oh no, just, yeah, do it. Do it again. Rolling in my tomb, my army. I feel like that's like that's like the equivalent of like the moose drops. Like it's Tony, <laughs> totally, it's just us. How about the uh... <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Hey Moose! Hey Moose! Hey. Hi Moose! Moose! For the next half hour to forty minutes, who do you feel like hearing from tonight? Shining the Wizards. More specifically, if you can, and I know it's tough for you, because hey. okay, yeah, I know, but if if there's a, a a sector of the Shining Wizards that you would want to hear from. Uh, maybe named Kevin and Tony. Who would that? What would they? What would they be called? Oh shit! Rolling in my tomb and army. You fucked that's me right. up because they're on two different pages. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's why I tried to like. I tried to delay it because I knew you'd have work to do. <laughs> but thank you, Moose. And uh, the two uh, the two man army is uh, is very excited to to have you listening to the show as always, Moose. Moose, you're a big supporter, and we love you for that. All right, I already stopped. I can't go back. <laughs> I don't care. We're good. I just hey, you, know, you throw one more dart at the board, Tony. Yeah, you know what? You don't always hit the triple bulls, you know. I I hit triple. Well, there there's no triple bulls. I thought it was a triple bull. The no, center? No, you're right. Yeah, the center. Triple bull and double bull. You're right. I don't know my fucking darts. Come on, KJG. No, wait, no, wait. Yeah, triple triple bulls is sixty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The, yeah, the black ring is. The, is the black the, the as opposed to the brown the, ring? The black ring is the double and the and the thing is a triple. I Why got it on I, I got no, it right, the green ring is the single. That's right. There it is. That's what was throwing me off. That's right. That's it. Big got it on good information that uh JJ Rogue likes throwing pumpkin dicks at the brown ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like I like I like uh handsome Kevin, but he lost me there. It was a callback to the pumpkin dick. No, dick. no, no, no. You didn't lose oh, you me got there. It. He lost me there. Kevin lost. Yeah, Kevin lost the plot on that one. Isn't that what the Brits say? I know that's what Gordon Ramsay says when people fuck up. Oh, you lost the plot. Oh, what's up, Kevin? What do you say we play a little game? 
Kevin, what game would that be? All right. So I'm going to, I have three. I like, I had a ter- I had two terrible top fives. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Hold oh, up. I'm Kevin, sorry. it's time. All right. So, Tony, it is time for my very prestigious top five list that I create every single time I'm asked to do so. But I had two ideas that I wasn't too positive about. So, I made one today, literally two hours ago, which I really like, but I kind of want Matt to be here for it. So, do you want the ridiculous? There's two, like, kind of like silly ones. And one like one that I think Matt would need to be here for. Ah, maybe you could do it too. All right, so Tony, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna play it like a can you beat that thing. I'm gonna give you two categories. Okay, you're gonna give me the silly ones though. You're gonna hold the other one for Matt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair you know, enough. I think, you, I think you could handle the the real one too. But I'm gonna give you two silly ones. Two ones that really have no like. It's they're basically based off my preference and not like what the majority of people would think. All right. And one of them is super silly. All right. So I'll give you the two topics, right? And you can choose which one you want because at least I'll have them in the hopper. All right. So the first, the first category is called the single best and it has five answers. (laughs) Your goddamn delivery, dude. And, and the second (laughs) one is potential BFFs. And that has five answers. I want the potential BFFs. I think that'll be fun. So, Tony, these are five current WWE superstars that I would love to be BFFs with. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Brosefs. I want to be Brosefs with these five guys, but only in a particular order. Five guys. Just guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to include some women, but I just felt like let's just keep it simple for the for the for the game guys you want to be friends with guys i want to be like not only i want to be like i want to be like text buddies with like i am with my dear good close personal friend brian myers like i want to be like text buddies with these five dudes to talk about stuff i think i think this is fantastic let's let's see how well i do maybe i should have had matt for here for this one too no 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 he uh he's doing more important things. They're, they're five current WWE superstars, and they're on the I, main roster. Okay, main roster, no NXT dudes. No NXT. I'm gonna start with everybody's favorite bro, Matt Riddle. Ah, uh, sorry. No, Kevin. Wish we're I up the, to a bad start already. Wish I could ring the bell. Oh, um, dude, but why not? Why not Matt Riddle? Was he even in consideration? Well, I don't smoke the pot. Yeah, but I figured you guys could be bros. And uh, dude, nothing would make me happier than seeing you and Matt Riddle well, riding around on the skate on the fucking scooters. I agree. That'd all be right, so funny this, this, shit, dude. No, I agree. Uh, all right. So I should have put more like drama and like Vince McMahon, like creative into this. But these are like people that I actually I, I have met, except for two that I have met. Nope, actually three that I have not met. But uh, I would like to like, I feel like. First of all, I'm fans of them all. And second of all, like, like I feel like I could just like be cool with. And uh, ha- again, I'm fans with the, I'm fans of them all. So it's handsome, not like someone that I don't like. Handsome Kevin wants to know in ring performers only? Correct. Okay. All right. So people that you've met, wow, that, that changes the dynamic a little bit. Well, no, no, I, no, see. All right. So here's this. One of them has been a guest on the show. 
and one of and another one oh, has a God. picture with our t-shirt. Oh God. And one of them I have a picture with. Oh God. One of them had a picture. Don't think too. Just go. Just go with it. Yeah, but now, now, like that kind of fucked me up because yeah, now no, no, I'm... don't worry about it. Just fucking go. Oh like, boy. Who do you know that I'm a fan of in WWE? Huh. I've always said other than Broski and Hawkins, this guy was my favorite. Well, it doesn't help that I don't remember who you said. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, all right, go with go with your gut, and I'll let you know. Um, well, since Kate and, and handsome Kevin are insistent, I'm going to ask Sammy Zane. Thought about it. All right. Well, there you go. Thought about Sammy. I think Sammy would be a blast to chill with, but no, especially now. I feel like Sammy would be. Oh, all right. Uh, AJ Styles. You have the belt. T dog. AJ Styles comes in at, oh, did I put six on this list? I have, I, have six, I, have, I have six on this list. So this is a, a very rare top six. AJ Styles comes in at number five on this okay. list. That's the one that's wearing the t-shirt. Yes, that's... Oh, no, then there's two wearing the t-shirt. That was the past, <laughs> that was the past guest. That was the past who's, guest. Who's worn the t-shirt? Who's worn the t-shirt? So there's two people wearing the t-shirt on this list. Oh Jesus! Good God Almighty! Um, hmm. Don't go to the chat. Hide the chat. Oh, uh, Damian Priest. No. Well, he was a former guest. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to hang out with him. But did Punishment Martinez ever wear the shirt? Did it we ever get Punishment? Mean... No, he never wore the shirt. He was a guest. Huh. But I, I also have no desire to hang out with him. Wow, that's kind of mean. No, it's not mean. I respect the shit out of him, but. He's... When you see the list, come on. Who, who are you taking oh, out? Oh, um, our, your good buddy, The Miz. You uh, you saw Lisa's thing in the chat, didn't you? Oh, no, did she? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, she did. My bad. Tony, ring but the good, bell. The Miz is your buddy, though. Come on. Because The Miz is number one. Of course he is. Of I think The Miz is. would be just Bud Lights, you know, pool party, like going on the red carpet just because i know him like bro like miz is number one on the list Wait, so you have bro but bro is matt riddle i know but i've said bro long before matt riddle was alive so uh oh miz, you got miz fuck. at number one aj styles at number five and remember there are six now fuck um cody rhodes whoa I almost, forgot he was, I almost forgot he was there whoa there goes Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes in at number three. I love Cody. I've hung out with him, met him a couple of times, but we're not bros, man. He, he snubbed every request about doing the podcast. Um, so, yeah, Cody's number three, man. The Miz at number one, Cody number three, and uh, AJ Styles number five. So you have three. You're, you're up three. You've got three more to go. Who else would you want to hang out with? Who else would you want? And I don't. Well, clearly the Miz is the clearly the Miz is the one you haven't met yet, right? There's, or are there two now that you have? There's met? two more. I mean, if you count AJ Styles, then now I haven't met AJ technically. Okay, uh, but there's two more that I have not met that I would like to meet, <laughs> and one who I have who I've talked to on numerous occasions and saw him recently, actually. God. 
Would you be the type of guy that would want to hang out with Randy Orton? It's a great guess. I think in terms of like wrestling, yes. But in terms of like hanging out and like, like just talking about stuff, he, he did not make the cut. Kofi Kingston. Tony, get that bell. Tony Kingston just slid in at number six. Tony Kingston? That's right. He's a tap. <laughs> He's Italian and Jamaican and Ghanaian, Ghanan, Ghanan, Ghanarian, Ghanan. He's from he's from Italy, Jamaica, and Ghana all at the same time. Kofi Kingston, big fantasy football guy. I would love to be in a. My cousin is actually in a league with Kofi Kingston, a fantasy football league with Kofi Kingston. So I would love to somehow schnur my way into that league and play fantasy football with Kofi Kingston. God, so, yes. now, this is getting tough now too. Damn. So it. you have the Miz, you have Cody. You have AJ, and you have Kofi. So you're missing two. Would you want to hang out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you'd go for anybody in the bloodline. So I don't know if you'd want to hang out with Brock Lesnar. You know, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. I mean, obviously, I'd rather, I'd, rather I'd, I'd want to hang out with all these dudes, but like, I'm, I want to be like, bro. I want to be like BFS with these guys. Oh my goodness! And uh. and uh, and the two, the one that I met that I encountered recently, he's a shirt guy, and he's been around for a while. And the other number, the other guy, never met, never been on the show. Uh, but I've been a fan of his for a very long time. I think we also may have done a bonus episode on him. And when we first started doing bonus episodes, Patreon. He's a shirt guy. Not well. The shirt guy is not the bonus episode guy. No, but I'm trying to think of who's currently on the roster. Who else do we have a shirt? Who else has a shirt? It is huh. a blue and white shirt. A blue and white. That's right. Wow. There's not too many people that have the blue and white. Blue and white, baby. Oh, good God. Come on, baby. Dude. Dude, I really don't know. Wow. Someone mentioned it in the chat. Well, I'm not watching the chat. I shut okay. the chat. Should okay. I go back to the chat? I mean, if it'll help you. I, I, no, I'd rather just give you hints and you actually see who it is. Um, me and Matt went to an Evolve show. Oh. Where he was doing a signing. Oh, uh, Yoohoo Nation. No. Oh, <laughs> I do love you, Nation. Though I would be friends with him too. Shit, I, and I could, I picture it too. Like with this is a different. No, it's not that show. This may have been a Dragon Gate show for all I know. But oh that's... fuck, Gargano. Jin, 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 jin. Wow, Johnny Gargano, big action figure guy, big, uh, big dork like me. So yeah, Johnny Gargano is number four. So you're missing number two. And this might be more to do with like my fandom of the guy as opposed to like what we actually have in common other than him being a, a legit insane athlete. And, you know, we have that in common, obviously. Well, of course. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of sports and I know he is too. So, And he's been around forever. And he's a current WWE guy. Left and came back. Did some stuff. Oh, Claymore? No, 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 not Claymore. Well, he left and came back. Right, well, so many people did, but he came, but he's been back for a while. And um, 
But he left and oh went. fucking almighty Bobby Lashley. No. What? No, 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 no. They're close. Strowman? Strowman. No, you want to hang this, out with Bob? You want to hang no, out? No, th- this guy and Bobby Lashley were in the same business at some point. Oh, and wait. Oh, ooh, Shelton. Ain't no stopping me. No. <laughs> I was ready to say MVP, but I'm like, ah, maybe it was uh, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton <laughs> Benjamin, man. So number six, Kofi Kingston. These are all people that I would like to be like, like total of bros with, total BFFs with. Number six, Kofi Kingston. Number five, AJ Styles. Number four, Johnny Gargano. Number three, Cody Rhodes. Well, you're only number three, but you can be my BFF. Oh, my God. Sorry. Number- Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. No, I, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> uh, Kratzo says, Austin Theory, former guest. Uh, number two, Shelton Benjamin. Ain't no stopping him now. Number one, Miz. These are the top five current WWE superstars that I'd want to be best friends with. Well, six. Six. <laughs> That's it. That's what we did. Tony, how'd you feel about that list? Uh, you know what? It was fun. I wish I wish my uh, my my panic mode didn't set in so quickly but I, I guess part of that was my fault because i like put a lot of qualifiers on them which i i got to learn to stop doing but you don't necessarily watch a whole lot of current wwe so i didn't even know who the who the heck you even knew was on the roster to be honest no, i mean but the, but the problem is when you when you start having to narrow it down and focus on it like then it becomes like you start getting in your own head well no i try to do that just to like make sure the segment doesn't last an hour and a half, especially no, now that we're down, and the fact that we're down a guy. Um, Somebody's missing. Do you want to do one more, Tony? I want to. I want to do this other one. All right, let me get into mine first, real. Okay, quick. that's fine. Oh, that's right. Oh, yours was the appetizer. Well, well, this 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 one will go quick. So I wanted to do like five my five most important matches in the history of Antonio Inoki. Oh, so. We talked about a lot of them already when we talked about him at the beginning of the show. Most of them are pretty easy. The ones that we didn't talk about, they may not be the most important in the grand scheme of things, but they were pretty, they were pretty important in my opinion to Antonio Inoki's career. They're in no particular order, by the way, if I had a number of them, I could, but there's five of them. There's definitely five of them. So, Obviously, we're going with the. Are we doing? Are we doing the shoot with Ali? Yeah, that that definitely made the list. That was, by the way, trivia question about that one. A little note of trivia: Judo Jean Labelle, who recently passed away, was the special guest referee for that for that exhibition. So there you go. There you go. Are we doing? Did he do something with Gorilla? No tag teams, by the way. No, Ali did something with Gorilla. That's right. Ali did something with Gorilla. What about? There's got to be something with him and Hogan on there, right? Yeah, do you can you pinpoint? Can you tell me which one? No, no. Okay. It was before the IWGP became a contested championship, an actual heavyweight title. It was a year long it was a year tournament, like uh kind of like the King of Pro Wrestling or like the Super Juniors. Yeah, so, everything New Japan does today. Yeah. So if you won this, you were the IWGP champion for a year. And there were only a few times where it was actually defended. I think once against Andre and once against Hogan when Inoki was champ. But that first matchup where Hulk Hogan beat him by knockout to become the first ever IWGP champion, 
historical. This is the start of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So Inoki vs. Hogan from June 2nd, 1983. That's two all of them. All right. So what about this has to be if there was an order, this might be number one, other than the all eight. Is it him and Flair? Actually, yes. And I chose the match from Collision in Korea. Right. From that's April what I, 29th, 1995. That's what I was going for. And the thing that the, the crazy thing about this story was it was him pushing to get into North Korea. It was him pushing that he was a Korean supporter during World War II. Like his like his like his family. I forget how it works out, but bottom line is he became a hero to the North Koreans. And Ric Flair was like the, the nasty American. So it had this like dynamic where Inoki was like their savior, like their superhero. And it played so much more into it. And plus, dude, 190,000 people at Pyongyang Stadium. I mean, f- like, look, circumstances around it or not, that's a big fucking deal to headline a show like that. I agree. How many have I guessed so far? Three? Well, that's three. That's three. We got two more. One of how, them we talked about already. How about him in, how about him? I don't think we talked about this actually, unless we did. How about him in Backland? Did not talk about that one. Significant, yes, but not not one of like the big movers and shakers, in my opinion. But good guess. Um, him did 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 he ever have a match with with Baba? I don't. I would imagine so back in their early days, but but nothing that would pull the nothing trigger. on the list. No. Um, we talked about one earlier. Inoki. He didn't wrestle a bear, did he? Or a tiger? Uh no, but he wrestled somebody big as a bear, if you want to, you know, get a hint for the uh for one of them. Oh, oh. Is it the one that he shot that he shot on? Well, there's that one, but all right, so so there's two of them where he wrestled guys as big as a bear. Okay. And and the one you're talking about is the one we talked about earlier, yes. Okay. Um, Do you remember who the opponent was? No, no chance. Same name. Oh, uh, big uh, Antonio, <laughs> the great Antonio, the great yes. Anto- big Antonio, big and, Tiger Antonio. See what kills me about great Antonio is he actually wrestled for Otto Vons. He was brought in, uh, you know, to Japan years ago. Um, he was a big, strong guy, but oh, at this point strong. in his at this point in his career, he was just he was just a slob, dude. But back in Canada, where he was from, huge gimmick, big star, big star. Fuck, fucked himself out of out of uh out of professional wrestling with this performance. This was this was rough for him, but Inoki kicked the ever-loving shit out of him. Right. Kevin, you're missing one, and this was a big debut for somebody in New Japan at the expense of Antonio Inoki. Antonio Inoki. So it's a big debut. Is it a Gaijin? Yes. Um Antonio Inoki. So it's gotta be it, it can't be anyone from like it's gotta be at least like nineties. It's not it's not like a guy like Goldberg or some shit like that, or um or a Brock. It's not it's gotta be earlier, it's gotta be it can't be I don't I'm 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 shooting blind here. So it's got can you give me like a can you give me a five year wingspan? Eighty seven to ninety two. Oh god. Um I can give you a visual hint. No, I don't do that. It's not Warrior. Is it? It's not Dusty. It's not. It's not Macho. It's not. So was he a big star before he went there? Um, he would get bigger. 
But he may he was probably is it is it Bam Bam or Doctor Death? You are so close, dude. Is it Vader? Kevin. All right, I'll take December that. December 22nd, 1987, Vader debuts and destroys Antonio Inoki, inciting riots in the ah. Tokyo Dome. Crazy. All right. Crazy. Crazy. I'm impressed by myself. I'm not going to lie to you. So Hulk there you go. Antonio Inoki versus Vader versus Ric Flair versus the great Antonio versus Hulk Hogan and versus Muhammad Ali. That was my attempt at an Antonio Inoki top five. Kevin, if you got one more that you want to play to round out the show, I'm all ears. Dude, it'll take 10 minutes. Beautiful. Probably. Perfect. All right, so this is the one that's going to be uh, singles only. So I, I don't know why you got this idea, but I decided to make a top five of the best wrestlers who had the majority of the career wearing singlets. Five wrestlers wearing and I'm, singlets. And I'm not talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, full, like, shorts, two straps. No, no curve, groin action. Five guys. Who made their career wearing singlets? Okay. So the five best wrestlers, in my opinion, the five five, and I'll probably miss one, but I've had this was an idea that I had for a while. I got three of them already. I, it's gonna I, be good. It's it's a relatively easy list with the top maybe three or four. So go with uh Tony. The ball's in your court, baby. I'm gonna go everybody's favorite Canadian, Brett the Hitman Hart. All right. So no, no, no. Here's why. Because it's I don't include the long trunks, the long tights as a single. It's oh, literally it's okay. Literally shorts. It's from shorts above the Fair knee enough. to all right to the straps. Then let let's go with Kevin's favorite Canadian wrestler, Owen Hart. Damn, that's what, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna have trouble on that one. Really? Yeah, Owen Hart comes in at number three. T Don only three for you, huh? Well, there's a lot of you. I you understand, uh, Kevin. Let's go to the you guy who's on. Well, you hide in the chat. Oh yeah, shit. Hide I'm not even chat. looking though. I'm not even looking. I already had. I already had three on the top of my head. Right. Kevin, everybody's favorite Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. T Dunk from number three from Owen Hart to number one. Woohoo! On the list, Kurt Angle. It's true. It's true. Fucking a dude. Kurt Angle number one. So you have number three Owen Hart. You have number one Kurt Angle. And these are all WWF guys, or these are all over the place. One is not WWF. Okay. Um, and I, I actually took out a WWF guy to replace him with this guy. I will go to somebody who was in a few more places other than the WWF and go with Minnesota's own Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect, Tony Kurt Henning comes in at number two, baby. So not right. quite perfect enough for Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle, come on. Kurt Angle's Kurt Angle. Fuck yeah, dude. So you have... Uh, so far, you have number three, Owen Hart. Number two, Mr. Perfect. Number one, Kurt Angle. And like I thought, the easier ones were going to be towards the top of the list. And one guy was not in WWF? As far as I know, never. But it's really hard to say never when you go back to like the 80s or whatever. And you never know. Maybe he stopped in. You don't know. I don't think he was ever there. Okay, so I'm going to go oh, – dude, this this is where it gets a little difficult for me. I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. I th I'm going to have to probably drop some hints for number five for you. Well, let's see if I can get number four first. I'm going to go with everybody's genitalactic freak. Holler if you hear him. Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump. 
I thought about Scott Steiner. Oh, no! But here's the thing. The majority of his big Papa Pump career, he didn't wear the singlet. Gotcha. All right. Um, Let me try. And let, I, me on, try. let me try. Let me just pull this comment in. Um, based on Kevin's earlier list, Shelton should be on the list, right? Um, and then Kate says, excellent point. I don't want to pull up the same comment twice. Excellent point. No, because Shelton Benjamin, I'll tell you, Shelton Benjamin is not on the list because the majority of his career where he made his name was wrestled, even though he was a champion with Team Angle, was wrestled sans singlet. So, no. Fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, here's one. This one's a shot in the dark. Um, I'm actually sticking with the, with the Steiners, uh, but I'm not going with Scott. I'm going more Varsity Club. Give me Dr. Death, Steve Williams. That's a great pull. I didn't think about Dr. Death. Oh, oh no. Damn it. All right. How about Rick Steiner since we're on? No, I didn't think about it. I thought about him, but I didn't I didn't select him. Okay. Wow. This is getting tough. And Rick Steiner could possibly be on the list. And he probably could be number five for this guy. All right. So Tony, we just talked about Japan, right? For a long time. Yeah. Think about an American, a gaijin that had a lot of success in Japan. Well, it wouldn't be Hanson. It wouldn't be Brody. It wouldn't be Hogan. Later on. Um, and this might be a questionable choice, but I liked it. So, huh. Come on. IWGP champ. Oh, Flash. Scott Norton. Scott Flash Norton. Comes that one gave it away. That was, yeah, that I know. Should I have done that? I know we're trying, no, we're it's trying fine. to adapt this. But he's, he's, the, he's the WCW guy. Yes, he's a WCW guy, number five. So number four, somebody WWF. Can you give me a time frame? Give me like a five-year span. Tony, he's been wrestling forever. Oh, he's, he's wrestled more in more than one place in the domestic top three. Uh, oh, top three. Are we and talking ECW top three? Are we talking? We're talking AWA? whatever you're talking, baby. You're the talker. Oh, jeez. The year he debuted, do you know? Depends on what you consider a debut. Well, his first match in the big three. I can't speak to that. Oh. No, because I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I'll say 92, 93. Oh, fucking. Oh, no, but he had long tights. I was going to go one, two, three, kid. Ah, uh, I was tempted to go Marty Janetti, but he wrestled a lot of his career with long tights. Yeah, but also he wouldn't be on this top five. <laughs> I love Marty Janetti. I mean, fair enough. So you said 92, 93? I, I'm, 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 I'm guessing where he made his first debut, but it wasn't really like a debut. It's just he was there. Papa Shango. Long, long pants, Tony. Long pants. Did he have long pants? I'm picturing thighs. No, the Kama Mustafa. Oh, he... fuck. God Kama damn it. And... The Supreme can, Fighting Machine. Can I, can I get a sexual chocolate, Mark Henry? No, you can't. God damn. And here's why. Oh, no. Because I thought about him. Oh, no. Because Mark Henry was more of like a muscle shirt singlet and not straps. Oh. Like he was always had like the large, because he was so big. He had like the larger, Fuck. maybe in the, the nation, maybe he had straps. Shit. But like, these were like. It was like a it was like a beach like when you were like the 1980s like Zach Morris Dude, like now now shirt. you made me think of fucking Jerry Lawler but he always wore long tights with the straps too and there's only one strap we're talking two straps oh right? good call good call come on man wow. you're missing an obvious one dude oh 
Fuck. Dude. Former guest of the show. Kevin. Fucking gimmick stealer you are. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Yo, baby. God damn, dude. That was an awesome list. RVD comes in at number four. So you have Scott Norton, the Flash, two-time IWGP champion at number five. I took Big Show off this list for him. Okay. That's, I mean, that, that's a fair enough trade. Because Big Show won the world championship, like, in his, like, mil- like his weird singlet. But, I, you know, I want an inter- international flavor with a guy from Minnesota. No, no, listen. We had a couple guys from Minnesota on the list. Oh, yeah. Eh? Um, oh, so, Scott Norton, number five. Rob Van Dam, number three. Owen Hart. Nope, Rob Van Dam, number four. Owen Hart, number three. Number two, Mr. Perfect. Number one, Kurt Angle. It's true. Dude, it's that true. was fun as hell. And you know what? I wasn't looking at the chat, but uh, dude, Ryback. All right, I didn't think of Ryback. No, there's no chance. Right, Other than this statement right here, Ryback's name will never leave my mouth again, <laughs> ever, ever. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Holy shit, dude. We don't need Matt. Oh, Josh. Uh, this was a good one. Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander. Uh, what did that? What's that guy ever done? Yeah, who did he ever beat? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Former two-time world champion. Didn't he beat Moose? Hey. Hey. So how do you, so how do you, how do you feel about my Moose impressions right here? How about this? Hey. I want you to play Moose. Hey. 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 Now play another one. Hey, this is Moose. Hey, this is Moose. That's Can you tell good. the difference? Shining the wizard. Shining the wizard. Shining the wizard. Shining the wizard. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Hey, this no. is Moose, and you're listening to the Shining the Wizard podcast. Hey, this is Moose, and you're listening to Shining the Wizard podcast. It's all about detail in your automobile. <laughs> and, your, and your wizard brooms. God damn, dude. Dude, three, well, two good, two good top fives. And, and I still have one in the, in the hopper. Well, we got to save that one for Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're saving that one. Trust me. We're saving. I wish I, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll think of another. If these made you happy, these two ridiculous ones that I did tonight. They were fun. I will, I will make more ridiculous ones when Matt's back. They were fun. And look, I purposely blocked the chat, but we had a lot of action. A lot of people chiming in in the chat with this, I love, too. I love every single one of these motherfuckers, man. They are awesome. Kate, Mike, Asian Joe, Bauer, everyone, man. If I'm missing anyone, I'm sorry. There's 10 people in here right now, so that's pretty dope for 9 o'clock. Yeah, there's, who else was in here? I think uh, Justin Anderson popped in. JJ, KJ, of course, Hanson Kevin, uh, Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer the third. Congratulations to him. Lisa, who actually actually nailed the number one guest on the first uh Eric Freeds was in here. Mott Spock was in here earlier. Dude, Shout out to my fellow Jets fan, Eric Freeds. Oh, I didn't get to break Matt's balls. I heard the uh, the Mets aren't doing so hot. They're, well, they're, I mean, hot is subjective. They're they're in the playoffs. They were locked in for the playoffs, but they just lost the division essentially. So they're not mm-hmm. going to get a bye into the into the first round of your favorite thing, the tournament. Of course. So um, so I mean, it's so possible if if <laughs> if the if the Marlins sweep the Braves. And the Mets, like, I think they might have to sweep the Nationals. Then, then the Mets will uh, have to buy, and they'll be the go right into the divisional series. But enough sports; no one cares about sports here. We're wrestling yeah. talk and talk yeah. about wrestling. Fuck sports. 
Tony, what do you got going on this week, man, before we pull this train to the station? So I know five, but I'm not ready to go yet. I don't know. I don't well, know. I got I got business to attend to upstairs. Oh, that's right. I, I just saw that text. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, the, the night Matt's not here is the night that everything falls apart. But uh, oh, wait, this is the best second hour ever, bro. No, of course. But I mean, I mean, upstairs where, you know, like uh, I'm needed in more than one place at the same time. And it was a great first hour, too. So I'm not trying did to... uh, did Matt eliminate the plugs? I wanted to scroll the plugs for uh, for what? PCO. Anyway. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, PCO, oh, yeah. follow him at PCO is not human on the social media. He's in the uh, the call your shot gauntlet match. This Friday at Bound for Glory is that is that the right plug? That is uh, Bound for Glory, yeah, and uh, yeah. So that's actually on the main show. the The preview show is is Brian's. So here's why I don't think it might be Broski because it would, they wouldn't put that on the countdown to Bound for Glory. It'll probably be somebody else, and then um, and then maybe Broski and Brian reunite. Maybe he does return, but yeah, there's no way Broski returns on the countdown to the show. So that no, definitely not. That that'd be a waste. Yeah. I mean, be a waste of the the thirteenth best wrestler in the world, by the way. Of course, Matt Cardona. Of course, Matt Cardona, dude. He's blowing up as much as much as like he acts like a douche. It's fucking really paying off for him. And listen, and Brian, Brian is too, man. Like he's getting of course he's every single week. He's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, boom. Thank you. Uh, upcoming shit we got going on. Uh, next week we got Sam Adonis. The seventeenth, of course, Thunderfrog. Alex Kane. Whether or not he's a champion is joining us on the 24th. Uh, November 7th, Eric Cannon. November 14th, Rolando Freeman. We've wow. got our 11th anniversary coming up on Matt's birthday, November 21st. We're going to have Can You Beat That coming up on the 24th. Kevin versus Matt. Winner challenges Christian Rocco on the 11th anniversary show. Uh, once again, thanks to PCO for joining us. Always a pleasure to have him on. Want to thank everybody for listening. Check out the Shining Wizards Network. We got great shows on there. Make sure you're tuning you're tuning in and checking those guys out. Every Tune single in. one of those shows, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Of course, check out our boy Mike Freeland. I don't get to plug him enough, but he deserves it. He's doing good things uh, over there for uh, MLW Radio. What the hell's the name of the show? I can't fucking think of it. God damn. Um, it's the show, Jerry Lynn, Mikey Whipwreck. Front row metal? Front row material. Close. Oh, Thank front row you. material, yeah. Yeah, Mike's doing the news every week. He's got guests on Friday. It's good shit. Make sure you check it out. Check out all the shows on Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Um, I think I got music to play. I mean, I can play us out, whatever. Hey, oh, if yeah, you're watching, you, know. you probably already do. But follow, you know, follow at Wizard Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow uh, follow me at Kevin Garifo on Twitter at Shining Wizards Kevin on Instagram. I mean, it's different names. I know that's annoying, but hey, they're similar. They're good enough. You just type in Kevin Garifo on either one of them, and you get me. So get there. And don't forget, wherever you listen, wherever you watch, like, rate, review, subscribe, do whatever you need to do. It helps us out in the long run. It doesn't cost you a thing to click a couple of buttons. Shit, I'm clicking buttons all day. You should be too, especially if it's helping us out. And don't forget, buy shit from Amazon. Go to our link, shiningwizards.com, amazon.shiningwizards.com. That's the thing. Buy everything you want. It's not going to cost you anything extra. And it helps us out. It really does. Christmas is coming. All the Jewish holidays are upon us. All the other holidays are. There's so many fucking holidays I can't even keep track. There's and Indigenous bu- Indigenous People's Day, Diwali, Yom Kippur, um, fucking Kwanzaa. Not fucking Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. Everything's out there, dude. Spend money with the wizards. Help us out. Yeah, buy That's presents. It. Give us money. I support all these holidays. Fuck yeah, dude. Holidays are great. Celebrate. Dude, Whatever getting, you believe oh my God, in. I can't believe it's almost 
It's we're, in the, we're in the last quarter of the year, by the way. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Wild. Um, I got a goodbye outro thing over here, so I'll just pop this up. And uh, I guess we could say good night to everybody. Goodbye and good night, or some shit like that. And goodbye. Yeah. And what is it? What Kenny Omega thing? Good night, Gracie. Farewell. No, Kenny Omega does not. Say. <laughs> good night. Farewell. Good night and enjoy stuff. Yeah, do something fun. Yeah. Goodbye. Peace.